You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. You know, I always found Dennis Leary to be the most funny or, you know, the most of his talent seems to come out when he plays these like weird bit parts in movies, you know, firecracker type character. I find him funnier like in uh, Suicide Kings or something like that, rather than his actual stand-up. I got this 2002 Honda Civic, which is probably the last car that ever have a native tape deck on it. I went out to Dearborn Music and just spent like 60 bucks on 3,000 tapes. My. I discovered a lot of shit I'd never heard about, including this stupid-ass movie, Full Body Massage, and that's how we found out about it. And we just we just found this scene where he's like, this shit, Doug, does it? And we just kept saying that over and over and over. And Scott. I've never found Woody Allen likable. I mean, I, I think he's, he's annoying as shit in Annie Hall. I mean, he's annoying as fucking Manhattan. To me, to me he is. I watch him on screen and I find him to be just an annoying pest. And welcome into the Is It Safe Podcast. I'm Michael Govier. You are now clear for communication, free and easy. I am with my two pals, Matt and Luke. There's no <laughs> Scott today. Scott is MIA. He is out of the country, actually. We will not reveal the location of his current status, but... He mentioned it like 20 times in the last episode. We will wish him a happy 57th birthday because yesterday was his birthday. Oh, man. And he is 57 years old. Happy 57th. Happy birthday, Scott. That's fantastic. Hell of a milestone. Yeah, we were just talking about uh, Texas is the reason. Me and Luke saw Texas is the reason in 2014 when they did their one-off quick reunion tour. We uh, met up in... DC. We, I flew from Michigan, and Luke was living in New York at the time. Right before you moved back, actually, it was 2013. It had to be 13. No, it was, yeah. no. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It had to be 13. Yeah, or yeah it was. It was. You're right. Yeah, because you moved back in 14. It was February of 2013. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Disappointed. Well, the fact that you remember the month is still fucking astonishing. So it was. It was early in the uh, second term, Obama regime. <laughs> It's incredibly important context. Whenever you go to D.C., I always think, like, who is the president at the time, you know? Oh, like, okay, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We I, I went, made a point to go to Ben's Chili Bowl because Aaron said, like, Obama ate chili there. And we're like, oh, we got to go to Ben's Chili Bowl. <laughs> you didn't go to the Pizza Gate uh, or the... Uh, that hadn't happened yet. The, yeah, well, but Are they you were, saying, they did, were did we stop child... Uh, did we stop, like, a pedophile ring? Yes. We there did. was definitely... If that's what you're asking, we definitely... Pedophilia stopped. and child abuse happening in the basement. In the non-existent oh, basement. Right. <laughs> yeah, the what, co- cosmic pizza or something? You know what? <laughs> that's, why, that's why that guy didn't find anything, because Mike and I cleaned that shit up. So how was the Texas and the Reason show? Who'd they play well, with? Uh, it was just them. Awesome. I seriously think it was just them. I don't really think, I think there was it was. Opener. Yeah, I don't think there was, was an just, opener. Yeah, it was no well, bullshit, no frills, just straight to it. And like they, a club, they played a club, like a yeah, Magic they played at the nine thirty nine thirty club, I believe. Is that, that is that called? like um is that a place <laughs> that uh, Fugazi and uh, and Minor Threat might have played at or something? Yeah, it's a Probably. it's a small it's a small like. Not big place at all. Yes, definitely. The not, yeah, it was the 930 Club. It's a concert venue in Washington, D.C. It was named one of the 10 best live music venues in America by Rolling Stone in 2018. All right. Well, hot damn. 
But it How only fits like 500 people, 300 people. I mean, it's small. That's why it's, it's great. Like a, and it's, oh, it's the amazing. ceilings are low. Remember how low the ceilings were, Luke? Yes, yes. I was just thinking that. I was like, I was thinking of like St. Andrews, and I'm like, wait, it was nothing like that. Uh, well, St. Andrews has not like have big ceilings, ceilings. Exactly. Because exactly. It's a church. It was like the exact opposite. It was, it was like truly a, the opposite. Of it's that. more like the shelter. Yeah. It's like the shelter. Yeah, it's like being yeah. in the basement. It was even lower. The ceiling is even lower than the shelter, though. It was like <laughs> low. Seriously, it was. It was like yeah. there was not a lot of room to play around, but it was not dirty. It wasn't gross, but it wasn't like I don't know. It was it was a good time. It, it was just one off, and they never played again, and they never got back together. They actually meant it when they said this was it. This was like a final one off reunion tour, and now it's been seven plus years. So they never did anything since. Yeah, Eight years, real dickheads. So, so is uh, yeah. Texas? Where's Texas? Is the reason from? I actually think they're from I Texas, think they're from Jersey, from DC. I think they're, I think from, they're from Pennsylvania Jersey. or East Coast, something like that. I'm gonna look it up here. They're not from talk. Texas. No, they're not. I thought they were from like Pennsylvania or East Coast somewhere. Yeah. Well, because when they when they did their when they did reunion tour, they were like the New York shows and the Jersey shows were like considered like home. That was like their home turf. Yeah. I just don't know where they're from exactly, but also yeah, they've got New some weird. Some weird, uh, like Hari Krishna background too. Uh, this is something I find to be just perplexing because I don't quite understand what the hell that is. Oh, also, uh, you were totally right about that. The Texas is the reason is lifted from the Misfits song entitled "Bullet." Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, beyond suck, being a JFK uh, reference. So. Suck Jackie O, whatever the lyric in there. <laughs> I don't know. I actually never heard that song. I'm going to play that song right now because I've never heard it. You're going to dig it. You know what? Somebody once described Texas as the reason as an emo band with Richard Marks as a singer. And it actually made a lot of sense to me. (laughs) The guy does sound like Richard Marks a bit. I will say that. But it's the music's great otherwise. Uh, He does a little bit. Yeah. He does. That's That's a weird reference. But yeah. This song is a minute and a half long. Hell yeah. Power punk. Misfits songs, uh, wire songs, they get right to the point, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. Texas is the reason. Is, this the pre or, is there a pre and post Danzig uh, Misfits, or did they just break up after he left? Oh, uh, there might be a post. The they might tour after Danzig, but this is Danzig for sure. This is Glenn Danzig. You ever see that video of that guy punching Danzig out? No. no. Uh, I didn't think like you could punch on. him out. The dude's fucking jacked, isn't he? He's, but he's like five feet tall. That's true. He is. And I, I guess some guy was giving him some shit, and Danzig got in his face, and this guy just clocks Danzig, and he's out. Just clocks him out. Uh, wow. It's a fun video. Is that a lot? <laughs> it's That's very not- punk rock, except Danzig looks pretty weak. It's not cool, dude. Not cool at all. So how was that Texas Reason show? Was that was that a highlight? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm flying in. Luke's coming down on a bus. Uh, We're meeting up with a friend going to D.C. That's a fun time no matter what's going down, right? Because, you know, we at the time we didn't get to see each other as much anyway. So it was it was an experience in itself. And then to see Texas the Reason, we probably went way too hard on the merch. We took it way too. I don't usually go hard on merch, but it was such a unique show that we went merch crazy. I'm sure. Eight-year-old sweatshirt, man. I've worn this. This whatever we spent on merch, this sweatshirt is uh, the value is already here. 
Yeah, I, I must have worn this like a five thousand so. days since. Has there been five thousand days since that year? Five thousand days is that a uh, reference to yeah. the Jewish Bible? I don't know, but Texas <laughs> is, the is the reason you're wearing that sweatshirt. Wait, it's no, how right. the Earth is only like the Earth is we're on like fifty-seven ninety-five. That's oh, according you, to the Jewish Testament. So you could have gone to the Museum of the Bible in D.C. while you were there. Actually, it probably oh. I think it, I think it opened after you were there, so unfortunately you missed that. But next is, time is Museum <laughs> of the Bible like the the fucking Ark that they built and like. Kentucky or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like a creationist. <laughs> Have museum. you seen that thing? Have you seen that fucking museum? Oh yeah. Oh, the one in Kentucky. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is Texas. This is back into the left by Texas Reader. This is Definitely the one. Emo. This is the one. Probably one of my top two, two to five songs of all time. It's really intense. Yeah, it's great. It's I like really, it's well written, organized. And they only did it like right off the bat. There's no pre album to this album. Here's the Richard Mark. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't. I'm looking at the Richard Mark. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did this album in 96. 96. So this is like emo bands always have the sick breakdown. Of course. Oh yeah. This this album is filled with like yeah, just breakdowns and build ups. And... Speaking of Texas emo bands, you guys ever get in the, you guys ever fuck with at the drive-in? You guys ever at the drive-in fans? <laughs> oh fuck! Where what is that? That's like the most rhetorical. Is that a joke? Sound is like there's some joke? obscure band we've never heard of. I, we, I just think had, <laughs> we just had that whole thread on the on the text chain. Where I think I was, Matt was making about a joke the there, and we took well, it all actually, seriously. Uh, but also the thread was, I think it was about, uh, what's the side project of uh, At The Drive-In? That Mars Volta. Mars Volta. Mars Volta. Wasn't uh, that on the... Well, that's debatable. Anyway, I'm think... an At The Drive-In guy. And that, like, I, you know, when Beto O'Rourke was running for Senate, I I find him ridiculous in many ways. But one thing I did like about him is he had a musical association with At The Drive-In. The guys in At The Drive-In because he was from El Paso. and Right. Was like in yeah. bands that had members of At the Drive-In in them. <laughs> hmm. Really, I didn't know that. Wait, who's yeah. that? Beto, Beto O'Rourke. Beto. Beto was okay, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, that, that's that's some real that little factoid at some point. <laughs> that's credibility to me, a little bit. Credit yeah. credibility only in his uh, teenage punk years. Otherwise. <laughs> Otherwise, all credibility has been completely. Oh, I, I mean, if I lived in Texas, I absolutely would have voted for him. Well, over Ted he, Cruz? Yeah. Shit. Now we're talking about fucking bar, baby. <laughs> it's the fucking limbo. So is he go. done? Is Beto like a thing of the past now? Will he ever return to a. Uh, I don't think know. he can recover. I think once you reveal yourself to be a fucking wacko, people just can't quite get back on board. Uh, I, I didn't think he was a wacko before he came out with that article in uh, People magazine or Time or something, uh, where he just was like on a weird rant about how he, I don't know, he, he's just like he was meant for this, and it, it just, it's not, <laughs> it's not a bad thing to say that that you were meant for like public service. Just the way he said it, I don't know. I'll just never be able to erase that impression. 
Hey, hmm. anybody well, who runs out, is a huge ego. Up, then he started backing up all of his uh, progressive ideas and, and going like hard to the middle, so fuck him. <laughs> oh, well, Seriously, the more popular off. you get, Luke, the more popular you get, the more middle you gotta get. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't help when a progressive goes to the middle and then says like, "Oh, well, I'm trying to build coalitions or something," because you now you're in the middle. So the coalition you're building is with yourself and the other people in the middle. You're not building a coalition from the left. So, in my opinion, uh, he's he's fucking he squandered all his political capital and fucking. <laughs> but Texas, the reason gets totally fucked. By the way, they only have twenty nine thousand monthly listeners. Come on, guys! Everybody should start listening. To Texas is the reason on Spotify a lot more. That seems really? like a high number to me. That's not. <laughs> that's, dude, that's a terrible uh, number. Listeners? That's a terrible number. Well, Comparatively, like, there's bands you haven't heard of who have, like, 3.1 million streams <laughs> a month. And that's not even big. That's, like, still kind of well, somewhat it has, popular. This has nothing to do with the, the quality of their music or sound or whatever. These guys have, like, almost, they've almost intentionally tanked their own careers. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> like, the... Um, the that bassist seems- or the guitarist or whatever, he's like a, he like fucking hates, he like hates fame. You know, he's one of those guys. Oh, kind of like, uh, isn't that yeah. how What's uh-huh. His Face is from yes. Method Drive-In? Yeah, uh, well, it seems to be a theme of all the bands we like on this podcast are, are that kind of, they fit that profile. Because we talked about the replacements last week and then they had yes. this, they did the their big breakthrough music video for Bastards of Young, they purposefully made a shitty music video that's just a camera on a speaker for like four and a half minutes and then at the very end of the video the guy like gets up and kicks in the speaker and they Jeez, never had a how hit. dare they <laughs> how many monthly listeners does at the drive-in have on spotify guys take a guess Sixty-eight thousand. Right, so you said, said twenty-seven thousand is a low number right yes they've got okay. more than texas is the reason i would bet for sure i'm gonna say uh yes. 1.5 million Actually, they had a new album come out uh, three years ago, so maybe they? they're closer to... Yeah, I'm going to say 1.5 million. I forgot all about that album because it doesn't have What's-His-Face on it, so I don't even consider it an at the drive-in album. That's right. It doesn't have That's right. Jim Ward No on Jim it. Ward, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, like, I is... still liked it. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot now, but the answer is 339,676 a month. That's a little lower than that's, I would actually that's think. That's like one... That's one... Tenth of the population of the United States. <laughs> Three hundred thirty-nine thousand. Those aren't unique. Those can't be unique. Uh, unique listeners, though. Well, it has that, to be just listens, like the average. So if you listen to an entire, it could album, be registered Spotify user listens. We don't yes. know. I mean, you know, I don't follow those. You know, the Spotify metrics are not giving you the full picture because I listen to a lot of shit. If I really love a band, like we were talking about Built to Spill recently, and of course I had to like, I like I got super psyched after Mike played yep. uh, Time Trap as our outro, and I was like, oh, I need I need Built to Spill on wax, so I just went online and ordered two. <laughs> nice. I just dropped fifty bucks on two Built to Spill records, and they were there in Wait, two days, be. which is a miracle of modern capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> the one miracle. But I'm I'm gonna jam Built to Spill on wax just like i built jammed it on cd in my first car you know over and over and over again that's not there's no accounting for that in streaming so right i think the diehards in the modern music world music environment are gonna 
they're going to listen to music in different ways than just streaming service. And that's where the big bucks start rolling in. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> merch and vinyl, you know, uh, Texas is the region should, should probably had a little bit of better planned obsolescence on that sweatshirt. Should have worn out a little sooner so you could have bought a new Texas is the region sweatshirt. Yeah, see, they don't they don't have they don't have, they're not like uh, they're not real sharks, man. That's why they failed. Exactly, they made two quality of a, of a big babies. But the real heads of any band, they're gonna like own that shit. They're gonna buy the record. They're gonna buy. I don't know if people still buy CDs, but. Definitely, that's why records are still big right now because people want to own something, you know. They want to yeah. have it. Well, and it's yeah, trendy too. Yeah. People don't think for themselves. Not you, Matt. I know you like vinyl. I'm not saying you were that person. I'm just saying vinyl's trendy as well. It's my... Vinyl is very trendy. Wow, look at that. That's a hell of a yeah. Matt's, right Matt's been carting those fuckers around for years. So he's he's legit. Yeah, I gave up on mine. I still regret it. I wish I still had them, but oh, it's never too late. No, I don't. I'm not gonna. They were my dad. Like to start accumulating. Like, they were my my dad's. He gave me his collection. Also had my grandfather's records in it. So it was like a more than just having the vinyl. It was kind of sentimental, and I was just sick of always moving around and lugging that shit. Oh, no, that's the worst. If you're moving, my fault. If you're moving, it sucks. Oh my yeah, god, I moved to Mike's, Colorado. And books I was sick and of it. books and records. It's it's a Mike's, disaster. Mike's moves were epic affairs. Yeah, they're completely epic affairs. It was like uh, it was like. If the Iliad didn't have wars, but it had just somebody moving furniture from one place to another, that's what it was like. <laughs> Who's uh? Which one's better, relationship of command or in casino out? I'm an in like, casino out guy, but I like them both. I've recently, I think, gone the other way to relationship of command. Oh yeah, I know you were a big. Uh, I mean, Napoleon Solo out fan was, back oh, in the day. Napoleon Solo. This was a classic. So. God damn, I. Literally just played this uh, like two days ago. I was walking around the neighborhood. All right, awesome. I'm probably gonna have to. I'm probably gonna have to order this one on wax too. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Order this on wax for sure. I do have eleven vinyls left in my collection. That's all I have. They're all they're just standing over there. What are they're they? They're upright, Re- of course. I want to know what those titles are. <laughs> yeah, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept one. I did keep one of my dad's, which is just because it was older. Because I. Always want to have Dark Side of the Moon on vinyl. It's just recording. I have my dad's so. copy of Dark Side as well. Nice. I think those uh, are the only copies that are allowed to be uh, attained. Siamese Dream is that Siamese Dream I just saw? Yeah, I got. I bought oh. Siamese Dream like twelve years ago in Ann Arbor. Uh, what's that record store? Uh, stair- next to Stairway to Heaven. Is Stairway uh, to Wazoo. Heaven a record store? Wazoo, Wazoo Records is next Wazoo, to Stairway. Thank you. Up, up. But it's another I bought, I bought a lot of CDs at Wazoo back in the day before I before I got into records. Yeah, that. Vinyl, there wasn't a lot of vinyls there. That's like, when I was like, oh, I saw a Siamese Dream. Why not? So. I bought Built to Spill. There's nothing wrong with love on compact disc at Wazoo Records. That's nice choice. Hilarious. That's awesome. I've got my dad's copy of The Cure Disintegration because he happened to have awesome one. Awesome record. This is truly from awesome the 80s. Awesome. So this is cool. Yeah. All right, dude, you're you're batting a thousand on your record. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only have a few, right? So they better all be pretty damn good. I've still never opened this one. This is unopened. Uh, Explosions of the sky. Earth oh is yeah, I, 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 I bought that CD probably either at Wazoo or Neptune Records in uh, Royal Oak. If you ever went there, short lived, no. a couple years. Yeah, I never went there. Went Matt, there. you ever listen to uh, "And So I Watch You From Afar"? No, Mike, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's if you like one. explosions, I mean, 
I was always waiting for them to come up on the show, and now you just brought them up. Uh, I didn't actually buy this one. I somehow just got this one. It's a Rise Against album. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Siren Song of the Counterculture. That's right. I never, yeah. I'm not a big Rise Against fan. That's actually not a, That's not a bad album. Uh, the ones they did after that are just... It, it all is just overproduced trash after that, but that one's not this, bad. Oh, okay, God. Maybe, fuck that album. Here's this that one. Album, Band of Horses. Gives me, it gives me nightmares. Cease to Begin? Or, oh, this is the second one. Which one is this? I, this is I know follow-up. I know that band name, but I don't know their music. Band of oh, Horses? Oh, God. Yeah. It, wow, yes, really? you do. You're going to have to play that one song that just, like... Okay, fucking look. torments me to this day. I bought this album. This is a this is a lesson for all you kids out there. Never buy an album at a festival. I bought this at Lollapalooza. Oh, then you gotta drag luck. it around. Yeah, it's. I'm sure this album's ruined because it, it was just like fucked up all day and it was shit going on. I'm walking around. It's hot as hell. I'm drinking. Oh, I'm God. sure it doesn't even work. I bet. Uh, never never buy it at a festival. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, yeah, if you're that at was a big a mistake. Show, you buy it at the end on your way out. Not. Not during the show because you don't want to be fucking holding a twelve-inch record and a and Dude, a carry around boy. a t-shirt is bad enough. <laughs> and, it, and if you're like me, you buy the Tall Boy PBR because it's like the most volume beer you can get. So you got a you got a Tall Boy PBR and a fucking twelve-inch record in your hand for an entire yeah. show. Well, then Terrible. five minutes later, you got to piss, and you, now you got now you got the record under your arm. Oh. You're holding a PBR. You're trying to hold your dick while you're pissing in a fucking Porta John <laughs> that's overflowing with shit because you're at a festival. That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare scenario. This is such and a and if you gotta drop something, if you gotta drop something, what are you dropping? Your beer or your album? Album's going right in the tank. Well, you paid. For, yeah. But anyway, this one. is cease to begin. This is the <laughs> album I have. Band of Horses. I don't know which song to play off this as the most popular. We could try. It's the one that there's one song that is like no, the most recognizable. No, that's the other album. That's you're thinking of the funeral, I would assume. And yes, that's from the other yes. album. No, that's, that's from the not on one. this album. Oh, no. Okay, Cease to begin well. is the follow up to their debut. OK. All right. Uh, well, then I have no idea what's on that fucking album. Here we go. We'll try this. This is just the opening track. <laughs> Luke's making a face of sadness and depression right now. Oh, my God. This, this every just like every guy had to like have this like queued up, ready to go for every <laughs> woman in his car. Like, oh, guess, guess what I got? This wow, you have a it's not bad. It's good. It's good. It's just the weird taint this left on my like that whole like two years. Just yeah, sad, trying to meet people. <laughs> it's like this song was everywhere. So this that sounds like, like this that sounds like, like real. This is like real emo music. Oh yes, yes. Oh, well, this, this yes. is post, but this is 2007, yeah. by the way. I don't. This is Silver Sun pickup days when they were beating big, and I, I like I it. Lump- I've never. I, I can. I can honestly tell you, I have not heard this before. How about that? That's fun. Congratulations. I feel like this is a special moment. <laughs> and then it starts to rock out. You know, that's what I, they I'm do. I'm a well. fan. I like yeah, it. He's alright. Yep. See, it's obvious. See, this is. You're what- gonna have to play some at uh, inside uh, watching from afar as well. I will, but this is what happened. See, this is what happened, Matt. This band, they used to rock. They have beautiful songwriting with, like, a rockin' sound. But they Mm -hmm. got, they'd made a couple lineup changes, and the follow-up to this album was really soft and, like, more folk. And it just kept getting more and more folk. And it was less less of a combination of, like, jamming, grooving, 
in the like, like, way, in my opinion. I like jamming, grooving with a pop hook, and this has got clearly yeah. melodic pop structure to it. And that's exactly what's that. going on here. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, continuing right on the uh, vinyl collection, the Cure of the Walk. I have another Cure that my dad had. I don't even know this one. Uh, oh, well. by the way, I want to hear a little. Some I want to hear some Cure tonight off of uh, off of uh, disintegration. <laughs> This we're looks just, like uh, yeah. We're well, just treating Mike like he's a DJ. I mean, shit, this looks like a, a EP because only has six songs on it. The Walk. So, yeah, six songs. Awesome. I I think Robert Smith, and this came up on the Drew and Mike show, Mike. So you may remember this. Hugely underrated guitar player. Hugely underrated. I think Robert Smith is an excellent. God, I've never player. even thought of him like that you're right that's a really good point i've never even thought about robert smith as a guitar player but it, it's a total different sound you know it's like he's not shredding by any sense of the word but uh <laughs> he's a great guitar player he feels uh actually back to our jangle pop episode um mike mills is mike mills the guitarist or is it peter buck mike mills Ariane. yeah mike mills Great guitarist, but not, definitely not a shredder, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Sh- hey, by the way, let's keep playing this game. Band of Horses. How many monthly streams? Ooh, I'm going to say somewhere between the two. I'm going to say 100,000. Band of Horses has got to be over a million. I'm I'm sticking to that one. So it's got to be over a million. 1.1. 1. 1. Well done, Luke. It's even higher than that. It's double that. 2.3 million oh per month. Oh, my God. I'm completely out of touch. I mean, isn't that weird? Like, I don't know how you... This is a weird game. I've never played... Guess how many monthly listens a band has on Spotify. So it's not... It's like... How many does the Cure have? 10 million? I was just going to say. Whoa! You just nailed it, Matt. 10.9 million for the Cure. Well done. Spot on. See, you know what you're doing. 10.9 million? Can you you give me a little uh, plain song by the Cure? (laughs) Dude, you know what? When I lived... when I lived in Colorado, I was trying to start a band out there and meet new people, and I had uh, this guy come over, and we did a little tryout. And he played Plain Song for me, like so amazingly. He had like this whole setup. He loved hum, and like he had this most beautiful guitar sound, and he played it flawlessly. But I wanted to like play guitar, and I sucked at it, and I think he was turned off by me and just kind of disappeared. <laughs> So. But he, but he <laughs> recognized that uh, Robert Smith is a guitar hero, and he fucking it was incredible. Some plain song. It was like this guy was just like a he was like a six foot two nerdy dork shy guy. Didn't say much, but then he started playing, and it was beautiful. I was like, whoa, this guy's just nailing plain song with like this epic brilliance of gorgeousness. It was incredible, and I should just start playing drums. Why was I trying to branch out? I should just stuck to what I knew. But I did. Got to play play what you know. Who would know? Who knows what my life would be, man, if I had stayed there and played the drums instead? We started a band together, and then maybe I never came back to Michigan. And blah 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 blah. blah, blah. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, do you do you remember? I don't know why this reminded me of it. Squid and the Whale when he fucking plays "Hey of You" course. at the talent yes. show, and he says it's his me? song. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> and they they ask him like, uh, "Nobody well, knows, but they're lying." You didn't write, know. Yeah, you didn't write this, and he was like, "Yes, but I I thought that I could have written it." Yes. <laughs> he could have. I thought that I could have written it. Yeah, but fucking I thought I could have wrote it. You know what's funny about that movie is fucking Baldwin's in that movie and Billy Baldwin. And he looks. And oh, yeah. Sounds, he plays the tennis instructor or whatever. He plays he? Ivan, the tennis instructor. And he's yeah, actually like yeah. he's perfect for that role because he's supposed to be 
you know, as Jeff Daniels' character says, a Philistine. He cares mm-hmm. nothing about anything. Yes. He did a good job of that. It's just weird that he was in that. Oh, it's you, quite weird. It's did great, you guys uh, watch any of the Hemingway documentary? No, I haven't seen it yet. No, you know what I, you know what I have annoyingly done is I've read reviews on it. How about that? Uh, (laughs) I can't, I can't help you. I bring it up because Jeff Daniels, yeah, listen to some fucking guitar. Yeah, it was amazing, dude. I'm telling you, this guy blew my mind when he played that. He could play hum too. We started playing uh, a couple hum songs. I I just wanted to fall in love with the guy. I was ready to fuck this guy. I was. (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe that turned him off too. I don't know. Yeah, he got a look in your eye, and he was out. Oh, <laughs> shit! Oh, shit, that's right! Okay, well, I'll stop with this story. I know you were going to say something about the Hemingway thing, no. but then another... So me and him actually did have one or two more get-togethers, and we tried to get another person, a bassist. So we found somebody who came over. They saw a Craigslist ad. It was my real first experience with, like, um, I guess what you would call trans. Like, it was somebody who, you know, huh. biologically was not who they were, and I was living with... I wasn't living in, like, my own place. I was living with my two friends. They bought, like, we're living in a cul-de-sac in, like, the suburbs of Denver. And I'm keeping inviting awesome. these random people over. And they're starting to get, like, they're like, dude, who are these people? I'm like, they're just people. Come on, <laughs> man. Chill out. By the like, way, the name of this episode is a cul-de-sac in the suburbs of Denver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll write that. I'll make sure to do that. You know, when I pick the titles, I just wait for something that comes by that fits just enough. And there's always somebody always says something that I like. The, the yeah, show notes it, have been awesome, by the way. The little yeah. show business here, but yeah, show notes yeah, are digging. Me in the call. To I say. appreciate yeah. that. You know, it, you know, it's it makes me feel like I'll keep up the good work. Then, thank you guys. It does not mean nothing to me. But no, I haven't seen the Hemingway documentary. I had a friend of mine talk, ask me about. It. He's like, "Hey, have you seen the Hemingway doc?" And I'm like, "Don't we already know everything we need to know?" I mean, the guy was an asshole. He's probably overrated, anyways. Uh, I think he's underrated. And really. Yeah, I think he's underrated. In what way? In which way? Like his writing or his life? Dude, or... he's part of the can. How is he underrated? Well, there's a backlash. <laughs> it's him and Shakespeare. It's like... <laughs> so, uh, it's like I don't know. I just, I'm, just, I'm not saying that he, certain parts of his talent might not be under, like might be underrated, but... If, if you're from Michigan, like all of us are, true. you read the fucking Hemingway short stories, and you're a man, if you're a white man, and you're from Michigan, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, it's Hemingway, dude. Like, I'm into that. I'm into, you know, Big Two-Hearted River Part 1 and 2, you know? I want to... Nick Adams stories. They're fucking awesome. And they're hard. They're like Indian camp. Oh, they're, they're good stories, man. They have, like, great... They're... Oh, they just punch. They punch right to the point, and they're not florid or anything like that. the The language is so economical; it's just the most essential mm-hmm. words. It's a precursor to Cormac. It it really is. And, and uh, oh, so the reason I I mentioned this though is because Jeff Daniels. Okay, Jeff Daniels does. Oh, I love Raymond Carver. That's that's a Hemingway disciple, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, real Cheever. quick! Uh, real quick, the best uh, best short story ever written is a six word short story. Baby shoes for sale, never used. Why is that? That's so dumb. Come on. Six word short story from Hemingway. Baby uh, shoes for sale, never used. That's He's just being an asshole. At that point so is, is that? Oh, is that's that, fucking heartbreaking, man. That's sad. 
is that one of the vignettes at the beginning? Because like in Inner Time has these like little vignettes that are between the short stories. I didn't assume the death in that, Luke. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Vignettes. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good vignette? Oh, Hemingway always does that. Hills like white elephants. You know, it's it's a story about a, a guy trying to convince a woman to get an abortion. And the word abortion is, of course, did, never mentioned in the story. Did he win? Um, I don't. It's not conclusive like that. Anyway, <laughs> the reason I bring oh, up Hemingway, though, is Hemingway. Hemingway uh, would letters, love this, by the way. He would. <laughs> His letters are read by uh, Jeff Daniels in the documentary. Right, right. Yeah. Pure Michigan. Awesome. It really is pure Michigan. I and saw a, a lot of it. Jeff Daniels last week. What movie? I never heard of it. Never, no, no, you've never heard of this movie, trust me. It's called Paper Man. It's got Jeff Daniels, Ryan Reynolds, Emma Stone, and Lisa Kudrow, and no one's ever heard of this movie, trust me. What year? Uh, it was 2009. <laughs> trust me, yeah, yeah we, you say that with such confidence, and I, I gotta admit, you're right. Yeah, I'd never heard, this is, by the I way, I cannot this believe is, this. This is so, and I so, I know it's a dumb name. This is, and so I watch you from afar. This is the band, they're Irish. It's they kind of sing. like, and, and you will know us by the trail of dead. It is like that in terms name, of name wise, yes. yes. But there's no singing. It's more. It's like post rock, but it's like heavier. It's not as uh, spacey or ethereal as like explosions or uh, it sounds or hard drive. Sugar to Rose. me, it sounds like um, two bands immediately reminds me of uh, Deerhoof. Oh, Deer! Is that a local band? Uh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then it sounds a little else. bit like uh, a little bit like Tortoise. If you ever heard Tortoise? Oh yes, of course. We had a we had a song when I was in a band in 2012 and 13 with uh, Gavilio from Shark and a couple other guys. We had a song called Tortoise. It was a tribute to Tortoise because it was really? like our Tortoise rendition. <laughs> they did, yeah. yeah. So, it was, I love Tortoise. That's a great. Oh my god! One of my favorite songs of all time is by Tortoise. Holy shit! You just made you, made, you reminded me of that. It's so good. I actually annoyed people at a party called the Feast, which is this shirt. Oh, Everything's yeah. connected. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, I played it over and over again at one <laughs> feast, and people started getting pissed because they were actually paying attention to the playlist. They're like, dude, you played this like seven times, asshole. I'm like I'm drunk. I'm enjoying this. Well, you have to play it after this song. I will. You're gonna love it. You, everybody will love it. But this is. Me and Luke, we, and me and Luke and uh, Eric and a bunch of guys, we saw these guys up at um, the shitty part of uh, Crow, the Pontiac, um, yeah, the Crowfoot, but the Crowfoot. upstairs part. Uh, what do they call it? The Pine something, P something. Uh, the poof, the poor can't pine. Remember. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. It's not shitty. It's just smaller. It's no, it's very, very. Sm- you're right. It's, it's not, not shitty. It was fucking awesome. It's it was a great. Like, it's like it the magic stick is to the majestic theater. Yeah, it was small as fuck, but it was awesome. These guys were there all the way from Ireland, right in front of yeah. our face. The Pike Room, the Pike Room, right? That, that yep, is just crazy it. to me. Hear these guys from Ireland, like 10 feet away from you, just given how small the venue is. And they, they did, to ask. They did nothing but fucking melt faces that entire night. Yeah, everyone's that was Yeah, that was the that was one of that was one of the greatest live music experiences Ever for me personally, and we were in our 30s. I, I was shocked. We weren't like twenties or teens. We were oh, no, no. three. Yeah, no, and this we were like sweaty like, and fully into yeah. it. It was awesome. No, th- this is this is like long after my libido had already started to wane, and so the libidinal <laughs> low. Yeah, they, low they brought tea. it back. They they brought back the tea. They are so fucking high tea. 
If they're so, they're yeah. so high T. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was fucking bad for these weeks. Crazy. It's great. <laughs> there goes the T back down to normal levels. But this song is the intro to this album, which has started everything for this band, at least for my experience. It's called Gangs. The name of the album is Gangs. Yeah. And the first three songs on this album, you're going to have an orgasm. They're like an orgasm. It's, just, <laughs> it's tough to move on. After the first three songs are played and finished, you're just gassed. You've come, you've done, you want to have a cigarette and just kind of relax. Maybe maybe put on uh, The Cure or something, a little more relaxing afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Put on Explosions in the Sky. That would be yeah, the yeah. Po- post-coital uh, music. Put some cigarettes on and yeah. Yeah, just zone out. But this oh, is really man. good stuff. I, I strongly recommend it. It's not for everybody. Search there's party no lyrics, animal. there's no vocals, like I said. But Search Party okay. Animal. Play that. Oh, play, some, play that. Just play the intro to that shit. Yeah, it's got a little Van Halen action there. Shut up. <laughs> that's, a, I mean, that's a good thing. That's, that's very just, funny, yes. That's for, that's a tribute. Rest in peace, Eddie. He's dead. It's hard to believe. I play a song on the drums, and it's like the best thing ever. Oh, like, I bet. Best time of your life, every time. Oh, this, these guys totally listen to Van Halen. <laughs> probably. They're in Ireland. They probably just got Van Halen like five years ago. I wonder if they'd come on the show. They would inter- if we could interview them. I'd love to talk to those guys. Maybe they'd be. You our never first know, guys. man. You send an email out, like. I mean, how often maybe, do they get like press? They're... I mean, no, they're right. international technically, but they're not like. How many? Okay, who wants to guess the streams on this band? Uh, fifteen thousand. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go. Shit, I'm gonna go like seven thousand. I'm gonna go real low. It's actually. Higher than Texas, the reason at seventy nine thousand. That's great. Good for them. Yeah, well, they're active. They're current, so they should be beating Texas is the reason. Hopefully. So. I mean, that is true. I just, yeah, I feel like no, but they're also a totally Texas. unknown, at least over here. But Spotify is international. Right. I mean, what is Spotify not in certain countries or the uh, what you call the developed? There's probably there. I there's probably some restrictions where, but at, yeah. know, every country has its own distribution rights. You know. Oh, you uh, you you shared that article. I read that about Spotify going to be having the paid content now that you can make active. Yeah. So basically, what you pay? I just got an email from Spotify saying my family plan is going up a dollar a month. So me too. I also got that as well. So I'm going to be paying more. Three open spots on my family plan. If anybody. Yeah, I've got a few myself here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Jesus. They do get but, pretty anal about it, though. They do kind of, like, GPS locate and check it, in sometimes. Is Leanne on your plan? She is, actually, and she's in Canada. So so there's an international case. We pulled it off. I don't know how yeah. we did it, but so far, as far as <laughs> I know. We pulled it off. We won. Yeah, I got my dad, uh, Leanne. I gave it to my brother. I don't know if he uses it, but I there's, what, like four or five spots available? Yeah. I've got the bookstore on one. I've got Marianne on another. Nice. Um, but, yeah, it's going up, and then... I actually don't listen to podcasts through Spotify. I know Joe Rogan's on there. Ever. I've listened to Joe Rogan in the past, but I never, never not not really since he's been on Spotify. I only kind of like I'll catch a segment when I hear about it. Bill Simmons on there. The Ringer's all Spotify now, too. Yeah, and uh, a lot, lot really the yeah. one. Oh, he signed the, a fifty million dollar deal. Luke Bill Simmons turned just being a bozo into fifty oh, million dollars. Good cheers. for him. Cheers yeah. to Bill. Good for him. Um, and I, I always liked the ringer as a Dude, his, oh, his yeah. HBO show was fucking trash. You remember oh, that? Oh, everybody knows that, Luke. That. That, yeah. Oh my god. Everybody, he knows that. Bill Simmons knows that. 
that's why he made the ringer, I think, right? <laughs> so, no, like, he right started before? the ringer first. The ringer was supposed to be, it, the deal was start the ringer, leave ESPN, and then have a deal with HBO. And the, one of the deals or parts of the deal was to have this show, which was an abomination. It was right when the ringer started. It was an so abomination. That it a, I'm glad you I'm glad you picked a word with the four appropriate episodes? level like four of or five uh, episodes? gravity. I think it was, yeah, it was only like four. Bill Simmons knows it sucks. I'd call that an abortion. Yeah. 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 The only only real. This is that show. This is the audible version of this show. There it is. Yeah, if it if it ended with like that uh, that scene where all the bridesmaids shit themselves and bridesmaids, <laughs> that, that would be, you know, where like Melissa McCarthy or uh, <laughs> Maya Rudolph just like slowly slowly crawls towards the ground. It's yeah, that's it's a, that's a fantastic movie. Just a I slow saw that movie in the theater. The I loved it. Yeah, it was great. I'm so glad I saw it. Uh, who am I supposed to play next? I'm losing track. Oh, we we don't have to keep doing that. No, no, we do. Uh, we were okay. hold on. <laughs> tortoise, your tortoise. Oh, thank song. you, thank you. See, I knew I could kind of. Ma- Matt's got a good memory. I like that. That helps. Uh, <laughs> the, the only the only real episode. Great memory. The only real podcasts I've subscribed to on Spotify were uh, Crime Town. They did a Detroit season, and it was pretty oh, good. Yeah. Actually, I forgot about uh, that. I never listened. It to was it. that was very good. Yeah, um, the shit was wacky. I just spent all the time though looking up addresses of people that they were talking about. So <laughs> I got really distracted. Okay, this is the greatest song ever by Tortoise. Here it comes. What album? TNT. It's all around you. Okay. Two thousand and four. Yeah. What a good year. I love yeah, two thousand four. Thrilled, thrilled Jackie Records out of uh, Chicago, Illinois. It's got a beautiful. You guys, everybody, look up this uh, album cover. It's gorgeous. It's like a utopia of some type. Very cool. I saw Tortoise play live score to um, Nosferatu at the Chicago Theater. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was fucking fun. awesome. They play. <laughs> to I, that's so funny. Yeah. People are so creative, aren't they? I mean, you ever I seen did, a band play a live Floyd score to a movie? Wizard of Oz. You, you ever, no, I've never you seen that. Never. No, I've always wanted to though. It's fucking cool. I've I've seen. Oh, you two. watched the the silent uh, Nosferatu? Yeah. And, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I've never seen it. I only like I said, ninety eight Central Michigan University. We did Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd on uh, Acid or Robitussin, wherever the fuck we were on that. <laughs> that's as far as I've done. So. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but it's the truth. Yeah. That's it's awesome. a rite of passage but, of my generation. This is an excellent album cover by Tori. It is. Uh, let's finish uh, the record collection. Look at this. The oh, Benz yeah. by Radiohead. That's a Gotta have this. The Benz is, uh, no. it's got Creep on it. It's got uh, fake plastic trees. Wait, wait, no. Creep's on uh, Pablo Honey Buddy. Oh, okay. Fake, fake plastic trees. It is does on, have face uh, plexus. The Benz, as is the Benz. In fact, I'm pretty sure the uh, title listing is on the back of this vinyl. Yes, it is. A lot of classics. The Benz titled, obviously. High and Dry classic. Oh, Don't Leave Me High, Don't Leave Me Dry. That's maybe my favorite Radiohead song. It's a really good Radiohead song. I agree. Uh, Just. My Iron Lung. This is a great album. No doubt about it. My Iron Lung. I feel like that's just something. That's just something. I don't know. You can't like unless you play music or something. What, Radiohead? Actually, I would say that's the most accessible. I hate that band. 
That's the most That's accessible Radiohead album. That's a it's kind of more of a true rock album than any of the other Radiohead. Yeah, records. that or Pablo Honey are yeah. as, about as true rock as it gets. This is an interesting point, Luke. Let's hear this. Best, Explain yourself. No, I don't have an interesting point. I just have preferences. I mean, I I liked. I think the stuff he does seems like uh, what's his name Green Greenway. Greenwood, oh, Johnny Greenwood, Johnny Greenwood, Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, scored the uh, 2007 film by Paul Thomas Anderson. There, yeah, will, there be will be blood, blood which is, is correct. You know, Maya Rudolph connection there. We're, oh, uh, yeah. we're keeping everything cohesive. This is people don't see the threads. We've got you know, the that, red thread. Uh, Maya Rudolph, she's a fine looking woman. That's a fine choice, Paul Thomas Anderson. Fine choice. <laughs> fine choice. She's hilarious <laughs> and she's sexy. I mean, what, what, you can't lose. So, uh, but yes. Yeah, so, just bums you out, huh? Oh man, I, I, yeah, no. It's uh, that shit is just. Uh, that's like almost fucking glandular. <laughs> it's like physical. I fucking hate oh, them wait, so we much. got dinner time. We got dinner time for. I mean, I got like I tacos, enchiladas, and some salad. Oh, Spring mix. I did, it's fucking I did tostadas tonight. I did tostadas tonight with the uh, with ground chicken. He's like, fucking how great. Do you cook yeah. tostadas like once a week? No, uh, tostada. Yeah, like Mexican food, maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, like once a week. <laughs> But yeah, a tostada. <laughs> this is the first. Do you think you had a bad memory with Radiohead? Like, is there like bad times associated with it or something? Like, oh yeah, man, it's the music. reminds me of the memory. The memory is the memory of listening to it. It's fucking garbage. I hate it. Hmm. Um, uh, here's the thing. Wow. I can understand it as being like just. This is a fresh take. Me. I will say. I just see it as it's just beyond me. I I don't appreciate it. Um, that shit is I can, beyond I, me. I can, well, it's just like Beck. Beck is the same exact oh. category. <laughs> Same category band. me. Now Love I get it. Back. I get it. Both of those uh, musical acts are the exact same to me. Uh, yeah. And both, I hate them both equally. I get it now. Beck, I'm not prejudiced against Beck one on, or the other. I just hate them both. No, I don't think you are. Beck has been put on a pedestal. Pedestool? A stool. <laughs> a stool for pedophiles. Also, uh, there you go. That's a tie-in to our Scientology episode, which is definitely going to be coming up pretty soon. Yeah, Luke wants to do now a whole episode about Scientology. Email the show, oh. isitsafepod at gmail.com. Do you want us to do a whole episode on Scientology? Let us know. Isitsafepod at gmail.com. I want to invite uh, uh, Danny Bennett right now to give us a topic to t- discuss for uh, the next episode. Uh, you know, if he's, if he's uh, you know, paying attention, uh, then he deserves, he deserves uh, to hear some decent content. Absolutely, he's a good so, American. I, I'm definitely. Is he I'm American? Definitely way, you know? uh, Danny, go ahead. Let us know uh, what you want us to talk about. Oh, also, he's we Alaskan. Have a, I don't know. They can another, see Russian from there. <laughs> we also have another uh, great listener, uh, Eric. Eric Allen. Uh, if he if he is listening yeah, to this, Allen. I would love I would love to hear some recommendations from him. He's always got really really good uh, questions about things. Yeah. Wait, Eric. He, Allen, he likes is this, to. Is this a guy who used to write for Real Detroit Weekly? He could have, but or uh, Metro Times, maybe. No, no he's Eric, a he's so. a working man. He's a, yeah, he's your classic. He's uh, a quite quite successful working man. Nose to the uh, stone type dude. Plus his ass. Hey, writers uh, are working men too, smart. men and women. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. What was that? There was a really good... Beck is actually still relevant. They had a real. He had a really good song like the last couple of years. I wanted oh. to play, but I is it you know Wow? Is it the song Wow? Where it's like a. Look up a look up a song by Beck called Wow. 
Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm uh, previewing it right now, and that's not the one I'm thinking of. It was really good. It was like, uneventful nights, like days and nights or some shit like that. Uneventful days, but uneventful nights. Anybody? No, that's that that makes Beck sound just as bad as Beck. Actually, it sounds a little bit better. I I would have I'd rather listen to that. You just going like I'd listen to that over Beck. He's also he's a fucking god. What kind of kind of a fucking moron is an adult who's a Scientologist? This is so stupid. Wait, Why is that true though? Is that really true? He was born in it. He was born into it, and he's he never left. left the church. He well, actually makes him a loser, recently. in my opinion. Oh fuck you! All right, so but he did. You do it quietly to get out, you know, because they'll fucking make your life miserable. Yeah, that's true. They are fucking psychos. Well, he really is a loser if he's a Scientologist. Uh, how many monthly listens for Beck, guys? People love him. Oh Christ! Yeah, uh, you know, it's true. Fifteen, 15 million. million. Oh damn. Okay, wow. so well, I don't know who's right and who's wrong. I'll take fourteen million. You guys are way off. It's only six point two million. Shut the fuck up! Come on. I don't write the rules, man. I just speak the. I know you don't. I don't write the rules. All right, so we're almost done. Radiohead is not Luke's favorite. We uh, will accept that, but we'll try to figure out why that is still. But the Beck comparison actually helped me to understand your point of view a lot more. I do get it because, like, I don't Thank hate you. Beck. I don't hate Beck, but I don't love Beck. It's just there. And sometimes I'm like, okay, this guy's overrated, whatever. But I do like him a little bit. So I'll take I'll take Odelay, the album, great album, yep, over any Radiohead album. Wow. Um, I just, and I like I, just, I, like I do not get this shit, dude. What is so good about Beck? Oh, hold on. Let me let me tell <laughs> you a song garbage. from Odelay. This is so he is bad. unique. He's unique. He does. Fine. He's, he's unique. Own. So so is the guy that's like bucket drumming at the fucking subway. Yeah, he's also unique. I was in Stomp. <laughs> I was in Stomp. <laughs> These are, uh, you know, he's got classic songs know, that man. have been songs that have been a big part of movies now, like uh, New Pollution, or I know there's songs that are. Oh, always so is so is Crystal Method. Uh, Can you, you give know? me? Uh, oh. Actually, uh, those are probably both produced by the same producer. Uh, it's the title really? track of Odelay. Uh, I mean, this is like this is like Americana right here. Devil's like, haircut. Even though he is Canadian, is he? He was born in Canada, maybe, but he's an American. He's a Los Angeles guy. But he's born in Canada. He's a Canadian. No, We're, no, he's not. Anyways, uh, who cares about Beck? Fuck this guy. I hate right, this so. so got, uh, I hate this so much. It's you, so this bad. is like bumming you out. Like this is twenty-five years old. It's making me angry. One? We're finishing the vinyl collection. There we go. The crash. Yeah, play Hot the crash. water music. Yeah. There you go. Now we're talking. Play that I, shit. I bought this one at one of their shows. Uh, but this was like 12 years ago. So before they kind of chilled out and went on standby, whatever they do, you know. Uh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. They basically just go on standby for a while. <laughs> they did. And then uh, well, Flight Chris of Crash Waller came is... out in 2001. So. Yeah. Yeah, this that is the was, title uh, track, A Flight to Crash by Hot Water Music. Dude, when they uh, when we saw them live, this was the tour they were on, and I had no idea there were two singers at that point. That was how new I was to Hot Water Music. And then to see Chris Waller up there singing this part, and then Chuck come in shortly after this, it just like blew me away. 
because they sound similar. They sound similar to me, so I always thought it was one singer. Right, they do. I agree. If you didn't know any better, they basically have that same type of gruff. Uh, and if you're like me, of, you're kind of tone deaf, you know, it's a little bit difficult to, to hear the It's not obvious nuances. at all, no, it's not. But my God, oh, yeah. a wall my of God. sound. A wall of sound. It was incredible. Was this the uh, Sparta Hot Water Show, or is this a different one? This is the one I went to with Morgan. What year? 1975? It was Strung Out, was there? Oh, 1999. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I was at that show. It was 99. It was summer 99. That was the first time I saw Hot Water. It was at uh, St. Andrews, I believe. Well, no, I'm thinking of this song. This song came out in 01, right? It did. So it had, right. This song, so it had to be... That's why I said, was it the Sparta Hot Water? Maybe I got to mix it It wasn't the one. It wasn't the one where we got tickets from uh, JCPenney or whatever. Do you remember that shit? <laughs> where we showed up and we missed the Hot Water? We missed Hot Water. Oh, yeah, that was that was the Sparta show. Okay, yeah, that oh, was. Oh, my so. God. It was called the Snowcore Tour. I don't know why it was called we that. got to see Sparta. That was cool. But uh, what, Was that when Wiretap when Wiretap Scars came out? That was Wiretap yes. Scars, yeah. Yes, it was. And that was 2002, and that was actually that the was State amazing. Theater. That show yeah. was at the State. Yeah. Or now the Fillmore, excuse me. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Dude, do you remember waiting for tickets? Do you remember that experience? I'm trying to we recall were, the uh, JCPenney moment right now. Uh I can't remember if it was JCPenney or if it was Macy's or somebody. I think you know you could like they had a Ticketmaster in there. All these yeah. department stores had Ticketmasters. Yep. So go in and I was literally just waiting to like pick up the tickets that I had already bought online. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's a different time and, and place. Oh man, and this person was just dealing with somebody up front who was just like had a return and just had a had many, many questions and all sorts of problems. And we were sitting oh. there for like thirty five minutes and we oh, ended up God. missing hot water music. I think I uh, don't want to remember that, so I don't remember it because I don't yeah, want to remember it. Yeah. You just blocked it out. Yeah, it's just too painful. <laughs> and my final vinyl, the last one of the collection, Opiate by Tool, the EP, early Tool. That this doesn't even a... look like it's unwrapped. It still looks like it's shrink-wrapped. You are correct. Yeah. I've never actually played this because it's so good. I mean, this EP is fucking fantastic, but... <laughs> I feel like this is special. There it is, uh, Matt. Look at that right there. There's yep. the Wazoo sticker still on oh, it. Wazoo. Good call, Matt. You're a smart guy. Well done. Yeah, Spent many times there. Eight uh, bucks. Eight bucks. Eight fucking dollars? This is brand new when I bought it. Eight dollars. There's a guy, wow. Forrest Jujic, worked at Wazoo Records for like 10 years. That was my Wazoo guy. <laughs> you gotta, have, wazoo a, gotta guy. have a Wazoo guy. <laughs> You got that wazoo? Yeah, where's that wazoo guy at? Uh, Gotta have a wazoo guy. Dump. He was in a band called uh, Skate Laws around Ann Arbor. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw actually, Skate Laws. I actually love that name for, is it, was it like a ska band or something? Uh, They were kind of punk. I don't know. They were, they were that's like. A cool, that's like a cool name for like a local band. Yeah, that's like cool. I guess like the reference is like laws that are regulating people skating in public places oh constantly because they were just all they were doing was shaking down skaters like that was i just remember this all the time like uh janicek and uh him him and his other skater buddies that would come back to school and they would complain about how the cops were chasing him by the way uh i get in trouble with the law constantly i misunderstood the the price of this thing it's still not you can still buy this online for like 12 bucks or 16 (laughs) dollars the vinyl 
The have even you, the this you, one says it's sealed. sealed up for that long. <laughs> I just happened to never actually play it because I didn't have a record player half the time. And uh, do you do you have one now? I do not. No, they're just like, here. Remember what they're you did with chilling. the uh, remember what you right. did with the record player from <laughs> from the old house in Oak Park. <laughs> I found it. I found it like uh, stashed under like the stairs. It had been like launched down the stairs, like thrown. And I was a record like, player. I, I got a vinyl a, record yeah. player. Oh yes, I have oh. it at my parents' house because I was like, I can still fix this. It didn't look that broken, but that thing had that thing had gone airborne at some point and slammed on the ground. <laughs> you know, Dude, you I was getting so high it? all the time. I don't remember. <laughs> you guys, guys got to get fucking record players at your house. Oh, no losers, aren't we? You I guys won't one. come over if I don't have one, will you? Well, uh, we'll bring one over. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's the that best way good. to listen. Man. Oh, wait, typewriters, too. We got to get a typewriter up in here. Yeah, well, we're working on that. We're everything I got one that for, for Scott. Yeah, we got to get a type. I got I would love a typewriter. That'd be great. Uh, I need to get well, back in touch with the manual, like just the manual. There it is, of typewriter. Doing, yeah, just even typing, even typing on my computer keyboard doesn't feel as real as that those letters are being letters are being fucking punched into paper that's how it should be i don't listen outwardly to music here because i'm alone so i don't i don't have a setup for like speakers and shit because i'm just putting my headphones on if i listen to stuff you know what i mean no you have the best you have the best reason to listen to music out loud you need to fucking put your speakers on loud because you got no one else in the house to complain about it yeah, I used to be the king of that shit. I mean, Luke's lived with me. I used to have giant speakers. I had the best sound. You know, it was loud oh, as fuck. And- that was how I got into And so I watched you from afar. I was like, what the hell is this? You were just playing something so loud upstairs. I heard it <laughs> while I was mowing the grass. Those are the end of days. I just got more isolated and isolated as life went on. And I've had headphones and I gave up. I used to have a receiver. It's, it's and- funny the way you said that, listening to it outwardly. Because what you have done literally has gone inward with it. And that is that is an interesting it's, it's an interesting like development. You should then now go back outward. So I guess as part of your evolution, this will be part of the cycle. <laughs> you know what's now you know, now you now you open yourself back up and you know let live live life loudly, Mike. It, that in is a way, Mike, you know, you know what records you love at this point in your life. And by the way, you have a pretty fucking sweet eleven record collection. Yeah, it's not bad. That seal it's a, of approval from a guy who knows. No, but you can, you can, you would it's enjoy listening to every single one of those records. It's so much more of an experience than to throw any of those records on Spotify. You wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you dropped a needle no, this on, this is true. You would fucking. It, true. You would really dig them. This is absolutely true. It makes it. It does make it. We are losing. We're losing everything. Right. Like uh, all the. All the ways in which our consumerism was active, our consumerism was was manual, uh, had involvement. You know, you had to be physically involved in it, and you had to ferret through you know boxes and boxes and boxes of of CDs, DVDs, whatever. We don't even have video stores anymore, and and honestly, I think it is now. It's getting to a point where really, I hope that. I really hope I'm hoping for I'm hoping for a magical hipster that brings back <laughs> all video stores because that's it seems a great like show. Hipsters, dude. hipsters are the only ones that seem to care about uh, nostalgia and shit like this. But it's not just nostalgia. This in this case, nostalgia has like material value. 
That's what kind of isn't just reverie. Are about right? Isn't that kind? Isn't that kind of what NFPs are about? Oh, NFTs or NFTs? I don't even know what the fuck they're called. Non fungible tokens. Boy, oh boy, boy! But a record isn't isn't like having a record. (laughs) Isn't having a record a kind of non fungible token? It is. You're right. It's yours. But I thought you that the it, non, no, it. I thought the non-fungible tokenness of it, the non-fungibleness of the token, had to be based on the fact that it was entirely unique, that it wasn't replicable, and that that's it, true. it has that's no, true. you can't duplicate it. I guess it doesn't have to be though. It doesn't have to be. It could mm, be. That, this limited. is the thing that this is the thing. This is where my brain explodes. I'm totally confused. But it could just be something that's limited. Like I've got yeah. a Joe DiMaggio autograph. Okay. Ooh. That's number a numbered Joe DiMaggio autograph. That's one of fifty-six because it was the fifty-sixth game hitting streak. Oh. Which by nice. the way, what an awesome record and a weird record. It's like so oh, untouchable. So it's untouchable. Fifty-six game hitting. It's actually no, not that no it doesn't sound way. that impressive. With pitchers, pitchers getting better and better. There is no hitter on the planet that wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to the magical hipster, though. I want to write a screenplay. That's a great call. Is yeah, you magic hipster. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna go back and listen to this uh, podcast. You said something like magical hipster or something. It was perfect. I, title I, for I, 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 I hope and pray for a magical hipster that brings back rental stores <laughs> that like understands that understands that there's a real there's there was value just in that process in and of itself. Yeah. Well, take that out. Yeah, you, take, like, uh, you, you take the contact. You take man. the physical location out of it. You take the proximity out of it between others, and now you're left with a the most passive type of consumerist experience there is, Algorithm. which is literally flipping through flipping through a a screen that has thumbnails on it. And I can't imagine there's there can't imagine there's anybody that finds that somehow uh, val- not just valuable, but um, yeah, we'll just go with that because I can't think of the second word I was looking for. But you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm I saying. Know, the, there's, uh, the value comes from like it, it's like it goes back to like fucking John Locke, you know, and like mixing your labor in the soil. You know, the reason there's value in that is not simply because you're able to grow something. But if you just dug a hole, that hole all of a sudden has meaning, even though that hole provides nothing <laughs> except it's that it's a hole. But you dug it so that that has meaning. You've mixed your labor with it, thus giving it value. And that was what it was like. You know, when you went and found a movie uh, at a video store, I don't know if anyone else has had this experience, but there was a feeling of triumph. It was like, yes, I did it. Figured it out. I've got a couple records. I've got some records in the collection where it's like, these are records I'm into. And I found them because I found them physically. I actually found them. He literally found them. That's just on eBay. What you about- didn't just go on eBay and type it in. And by yeah. the way, some of this shit is not on Spotify. It's not out there. It's not on the, it's not even on YouTube. We talked about that on last week's show. Dig. Remember? We yeah, played Dig that, and that CD, I, Flat. I, I tracked that CD down for you. I went to, uh, I went to the uh, uh, Bleaker Bobs. I went to Bleaker Bobs on Bleaker. Who doesn't love That's- Bleaker Blobs? <laughs> Beaker Blobs. Is that, is that, is that a, a record store? No. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. That's what it's called in Seinfeld, but it is the exact store. I can't That's remember if it's called Bleaker Bobs. Who the fuck is this yeah. asshole? <laughs> it's Bleaker Bob. Wait, I. So the NFT. Yeah, yeah, Bleaker Bobs, yeah. And, and You're going to hate this. On Bleaker Street. 
Luke doesn't like to talk about Kings of Leon. It, it, whenever I bring up Kings of Leon, it reminds oh, me that's of another one. Band of Horses. Yeah, I Band see. Of horses, I knew it. Kings of Leon. <laughs> They're connected. But yes. Kings of Leon, they just created. <laughs> a, they have an NFT as their new album, and they've already made over two million dollars from sales of their new album, which is a non fungible token. They've generated. Two million, and they've already given five hundred thousand of that to charities for bands that are struggling in America right now. So that's pretty cool. By that's the way, that's cool. Um, but I have it a... shows you that it's possible. It's not. It's unique, right? But it's not like it's a. It's not. It's not a. It's one album, right? But everybody can listen so, to okay. it if they get access because so, people can share it. Hold on a second. I need to you see what up. I'm saying? Yeah, but I need to look up. Somebody owns it. Somebody owns the album, but they can share it however they want because they own it. That makes sense about. I'm trying to explain this NFT thing is like, <laughs> it's tough. It's fucking tough. Like to understand it and really get the details. Like, NBA Top Shot is huge. I don't even understand it still. All right, but I can hear I about let NBA me, Top Shot all the time? Can we just do fungible real quick? Okay. That's what that is, NBA Top Shot. I, I know, yes. But let me just read this off because uh, I need to read it out loud or else I, I just I can't even wrap my mind around it. Um, e even though this is something I fundamentally understand, I cannot translate. <laughs> um, of, of goods contracted uh, for... Oh, of course, this is terrible. Of goods <laughs> contracted for without an individual specimen being specified... Able to replace or be replaced by another identical item, mutually interchangeable. Uh, what, what is you this know, which is basically fungibility. Fungibility. Google. Uh, fungibility is basically like you can tra you can transact, you can trade two things, uh, and they have some form of value that is equivalent. Um, what I don't understand though is that. This is supposed to be something totally unique. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just ramble. This is something <laughs> dumb. I got. I got. Uh, I got a weird, quick, weird connection to, um, or I know somebody who has a connection to Kings of Leon, and it's a dude that I work with, Ooh. who's really good friends with the lead singer. Whoa. And he goes. He goes down to. He goes down to Nashville all the time, and and uh, yeah, he's hot. Know, People want to bang goes, him. Goes on his yearly <laughs> rum springer. <laughs> a rum springer yearly yeah, i don't know yeah yearly rum springer uh what's a rum springer i don't know what that means i'm dumb that's when the amish oh. go out and find themselves oh but yeah okay i just yeah i know what it is now what's it called devil's uh devil's something or other what was devil's it? haircut devil's haircut no no there was a documentary uh, it basically devil's playground. Uh, devil's playground. I, th I think it means literally hopping around like herum is around in german and spring is vagina? jump and springer I Caleb forget Follow that Matt Will. speaks German. Everybody wants to fuck Caleb Followell, by the way. Who? That's him, Caleb Followell, the lead singer of uh, Kings of Leon. The whole Followell crew, their cousins and shit. There's like a whole family vibe to that band. <laughs> I was they, invited to go. I was invited to go down and hang out with them for a weekend. Last two years, 2019, September. And you and didn't I, pass up because you hate Kings of Leon. No, God, no. Um, I actually don't. Again, just like band uh, band of horses. Not. Nah, I'm forgetting the how their name. That's right. Goes. That's right. Yeah, band <laughs> of horses. It's it's like a it's like a completely. I like the music. I get it. It's it's fine. It's just that it it's it was so it was such a 
fucking tattoos. It's like a tramp stamp from the. It's saturated like, 2009, it, man. 2009 yeah. got saturated by Kings of Leon. It's true. Oh, it was so saturated, and you were you were like chasing yeah. tail, and you were constantly playing that fucking was, album, and I was like, I was God huge damn it, the, where's yeah. the good music? It's my fault. Just, I should be responsible for your pain because <laughs> I was partly responsible. When Sex Is on Fire came so out, and that that album, I saw them at that Lollapalooza tour where I bought this uh, Band of Horses vinyl. They headlined that Lollapalooza, and I went with this girl who I was trying to bang who ended up being gay oh later on. And it was more than trying to bang. I was It was just way obsessive and out of control. So I ruined oh, everything. Man. It's all my fault. I take full responsibility, and I apologize. Without any, unfortunately, without any context, we can't talk about that person, but that is a hilarious thing to talk about because... It is. What, a, the, fucking, uh, what a fucking wackadoodle. Uh, that is well, someone that... Yeah. Never caught on her own skin. Well, that, that's the thing. The fact that she finally, that I know she's gay now and she's happy as a lesbian. That was what it was. That's Is she that, really? I, I she feel is bad for actually, her. She's actually yes. fully yes. out. Oh, yeah. yeah big, so she's on Facebook. Whole... Profile picture with her other. and That's what all it was, <laughs> Luke. This woman was already in her early 30s and she still hadn't come out. Jesus she was Christ. afraid or whatever All right, it was. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take could... back anything. I'm not going to. None of that is funny. I just it cannot makes sense believe. Now. It makes sense. I just now. cannot. Dude, Michigan, man. Fuck this state. Come on. Yeah. Well, she couldn't come out. Like, she, she, she fucking, she fought that for that long. She grew up in and, Livingston and maintained, County, which is maintained <laughs> multiple, County, so. maintained multiple relationships. She letting, got married. Letting, she was married to a dude. men. Oh my God. That's right. And let men undress her. And she did all that stuff for years. Maybe she's bi. I don't know. I don't talk to her. But the point being is that that no, was what that's was going uh, on, no, so. no. I'm, I'm being a dick. She, you know, that that sucks. Definitely. I'm happy for her. I'm, I, I never, you know, wow. I must. I just imagine the pain it was like to feel one way and be one way, but not be actually be able to be who you want to be because of a lot of social pressures. And anybody who's been in the closet, like people think, coming out of the closet ends uh, by the time you're like 20 or 22 or something. But there's people who. It's like college. Yeah. Everyone, everyone yeah, just assumes yeah. it's it's your first Thanksgiving back from college, or it's <laughs> oh, always yeah. well. No, I mean this is everybody. No, just, it's true. Straight, straight, straight people like us who don't have to deal with this uh, just assume that like, oh, well, I guess they'll probably just figure it out. You know, they'll they'll they'll, they'll come out. You know, when they're ready. But we don't realize that like it has nothing to do with them being ready. It has everything to do with them being kind of forced to keep their fucking mouth shut. And that that pressure is fucking unimaginable. Well, terrified of rejection by the people that lost. Dude, I'm terrified uh, of rejection for all sorts of dumb things that are completely fucking low stakes. Have you seen uh, there's an HBO and, and sexuality should be low stakes, by the way. Sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, there's an HBO miniseries called uh, It's a Sin. Have you seen that? I have not. It's about uh, gay men in the in London in the 80s. Ooh. And and then it's kind of a it follows them through the AIDS crisis of the 80s and early 90s. Um, but it, this is new. it deals with a lot of these things. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was filmed. in. It's 90s. a drama. It's not a documentary. The way you said it was like a documentary. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's a it's a drama. Um, yeah. I think it's like six episodes or five episodes or something. Yeah, not so HBO Max. Yeah. 8.8 8. 8. 8 on IMDb, def- guys. Definitely there recommend it. Uh, it was very sad. And um of course it is. It's uh, like watching Rent. 
This is like you go not, in thinking everything's going to be great, you know, big big musical, and everyone's dying of AIDS. Uh, well, this is like it's, I think I think the AIDS crisis and and the um, the gay civil rights struggles of recent years have kind of like totally been forgotten. Like people don't talk about them because gay gay people are accepted in mainstream culture now. I think no, no, this does not have to do with acceptance. This has to do with like our tolerance for. Uh, you know, conflicting platform issues, like, you know? So if you take the democratic party, for instance, it has gone through these like phases, like, uh, you know, gay, uh, gay rights issues will be back, uh, after we solve the policing problem, <laughs> you know, but well, and so uh, racism, I racism, feminism, uh, gay rights, all multicultural issues, all of that. Uh, this is a, a way of splintering and fragmenting out all of the, all of the, actual attention that you have on mm. on one side you just can't focus on everything and so how can you understand these issues that much so like we only have enough attention uh and and now increasingly less and less and less as as we go on with social media to focus on a particular group of people or something we want to put our weight behind whereas like you know i mean that is just kind of the liberal that's the the liberal like purgatory is like every everything is equally important. You're too confused about how to actually fix all these issues, so you just pit them all against each other, and now they're all uh, vying for attention. And all you're looking for is intersectionality because that is the one thing that you can use as like a through line between everything. But but uh, I guess the point that I was making about <laughs> about being gay is. Being gay. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but be, be no being gay is is um not at all a fringe thing anymore being homophobic is more taboo than being gay in my society might be the problem too, because being black is not fringe right but being black is a serious issue uh racism is a serious issue so yeah and and uh, and well, gay people issue. have now achieved. they have to compete against each other because there's not enough freaking uh, air in the room in order to let one one issue actually work itself out. I think uh, being gay has been also embraced. First of all, legally, I mean, the Supreme Court, I mean, gay marriage is the law of the land in America, which is amazing. In our very in the last 10 years, we went from constitutional well, 20 years, I think 2004 in Michigan, we passed a constitutional ban on gay marriage, state constitutional ban on gay marriage. And then I forget when the decision, it was only like, what, two, three years ago. This is America, Jack. No, I, I forgot. You're right. Um, that was when, that was when, uh, yeah, Joe Biden solved the gay marriage thing and made sure that everybody could get married. Well, uh, thanks about hey. that because he did do that. Because Joe Biden was I was way ahead of most Democrats. No, he wasn't. Uh, he sure wasn't. But yeah, he, he came up. But he did. No, he did it in a very easy. He did in a very fucking easy time to do it. Well, that was not. Right. It was not like uh, Stonewall had just happened, and he comes out in favor of it. He was in favor of uh, <laughs> you know, okay. marriage. What is it called? Marriage <laughs> purity, or whatever that fuck that act is called. Equality. Joe no, Biden's no, fucking no. up purity. No, the man and a woman. He was in favor of that. Well, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Joe Biden, I don't care. My point Joe is, that, ruining is that crypto, by the way, guys, I want to talk about that, too. I, I, I do want to talk about crypto as well. But I guess you mentioned Stonewall. 
The time from Stonewall to present is not a very long span of time. What year was Stonewall? 79? Yeah, I thought it was 79 off the top of my head. but I can that, that sounds right. That sounds right to me. And here we are where we have marriage equality in America. I mean, this is ama- an amazing amount of progress. 10 years prior, 69. 69. 69. Okay, sorry. My fault. And, you know, there's fits and starts along the way. I'm not saying that Oopsie it was right. But, but at this point, basically, I think we've achieved equal rights for gay people in the workplace. More so than, you know, like now the frontier is like well, people now, of okay. different genders. Right, right. So this is, yeah, this is the thing. We can't adopt anything universal that just, you know, brings it all in, makes it all completely equal right off the bat. What is it? What is with the, what is with the fits and the starts? What the fuck is with that? <laughs> What's happening? Well, I don't understand. You know, here's what I it's mean bullshit. by shit. It's fucking stupid. You had places in America like San Francisco. We, no, we have a fucking great country. I completely disagree. No, this country is a fucking disaster. Come on. Not about uh, gay rights. This country is a complete disaster. Yeah, it's, it's really terrible. I mean, it's it's awful. I mean, we just have a terrible fucking time in this country. Yeah, we do. Seriously, the three of us are suffering. We're t- we're in Dude, a terrible we position. Don't, we can't we can't possibly think of it as like our own personal experience. Come on, you got to understand no, what like global Dude. capitalism has done across okay, the fucking yeah, yeah. planet. Part if, about it. If, if, the if entire were... history of this country has been absolutely built on fucking blood and and suffering and fucking exploitation. That's fine. Our terrible this country. country the are the result of that is that we get to live a a relatively comfortable life. However, no, we're not. Uh, There's an undercurrent of endless yes. anxiety because we know the truth of what's before us, but we all want to live in denial. That's what this country's so fucked up. Listen, I'm a, I'm of the James Baldwin school on this. Like, yeah, you, we absolutely have the right to to criticize our country because we love our country. Uh. And I think that's true of us. I mean, okay. How about this? How about this? Let's reset the table a little bit because um, I don't think you should have pride in your country. I don't think you should love your country. I think that is, I think is that are irrelevant connection that we're making psychosocially or something. So you're welcome to, to love the country. I just don't understand how you can love uh, an inanimate thing that, uh, you know, does nothing but, um, you know, pill for the world for resources and, and just There's constantly in that. your name, in your name and using your money, uh, wreak havoc across the world. And you, you're going to love this. I, I can understand why you would love this country. You love your wife. Yeah. You love your wife. You love your brothers. You love your parents. You know, you love your kids. Like you just understand you can love a country. What I'm getting at is like, to me, that's like, that's like loving a, a fucking tank that's sitting in my cul-de-sac. You know, somebody pulls up We're a fucking. Well, uh, uh, somebody somebody drops an. Uh, a, he's a an American. He can't help it. He lives in a cul de sac. He's an American. <laughs> he loves where he lives. Somebody, in a somebody drops in America. And somebody lands America. an Apache helicopter on my house and tells me it's there to defend me. I love the Apache helicopter. I, it just Which like never had, loving, loving a nature in the United States of America. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's because we do it to everybody else, and we destabilize economies across the the globe. That's that's one reason we really don't have a lot of threats in this country. Is that it is so terrifying to live anywhere else because we'll fucking bomb the shit out of you. I read something. Do you know how many bombs have been? Hold on, I'm going to look up how many bombs. Have he been knows. Dropped. He's aware. He is. 
Matt should be aware. Uh, he doesn't seem like he wants to admit it, but he seems aware. <laughs> Just fucking around. If 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 <laughs> I I if you were to if you were a fully conscious being before your birth, like you were a mind before your birth, yeah, and you had a choice to be born in any country in the world, based on the circumstances in the world, what country would you be born in? Maybe Ooh. Denmark, France. Uh, no, no, I would not. I would rather be born in America than France any day of the week. Hold on. Here's here's the way you reframe this because yeah. this this is this is a classic this is a classic like philosophy one on one question. It's the uh, it's the origin question from uh, John Rawls. Uh, behind a veil of ignorance, mm -hmm. if you're a soul about to enter the world, what type of world do you want to enter? And so it's a way of like reconfiguring the types of expectations we have for the institutions that we actually currently are supporting. Now, would you rather be, uh, you could end up being rich or you could end up being poor. So you could be in abject poverty. You could be working in a fucking mine and you could be on your way to death at like five or six years old. Or you could be living in, uh, you could be, you know, royalty somewhere. So what world do you want to live in? Everything. Do you want to do you want to live in a world that is more egalitarian, or do you want to live in a world that is uh, capitalist? It's not just picking a country. You can't do that. You can't pick a well. You can pick a country. In this. we get it. Yeah, we get it. Okay, thank you. What you're saying it's more fundamental. It's more fundamental than that. What kind of what, world do you want to be born into? Not what kind of country. Not what country do you think? Uh, is let's extract based okay. on our experience. Forget, forget dude, all never possible. lived in Iraq. You know, like what the hell? Forget all get possible your fucking shine box. I'm not talking about possible worlds. I'm talking about existing conditions in this world. What of of the lines, the arbitrary lines. Yeah, drawn. this is just it's just privilege that we're here. It's just lucky that we're here. Exactly right. So we're I don't love the country. I, I don't love something that is just like I don't, by pure coincidence that I'm, I'm here. Not asking I don't you to love, love the anything. Country. I'm not asking you. Would you rather be born in any you place said you other love than the where country. you were born? I, just I do. I was arguing but that's, that. But that's I was arguing that's not, that. I I I actually do love. I do love the United States of America. I love the culture. I love the cultural products of the United States of America. All the bands we are talking about are products of the United States of America, except for the, the, uh, the which, is, which is some other British imperialist bullshit. The 12, the 12 different styles of uh, toilet plunger that you can buy over at CVS. And, and it's like what? ownership They're taking all the credit products. for when, we're like uh, LeBron James, the Lakers win an NBA title. It's like the owner taking all the credit. You know, it's just ridiculous. You, you know what? Bands... LeBron James is a wonderful piece of American culture. He is. I agree. I, I agree, don't even but... like him. But the, but... the philo... <laughs> I don't like. I, the I love. I love that I'm from the same country as LeBron James. I do love that. If anything why, happens in the United why, States borders, why? the United States gets to take credit for it. That bothers. Me. I think you just. I, I think you just. I think Matt. I think the way you say love this might be different. I think uh, I think when you say love, you mean something like it's a passion. allegiance. I think it means something like allegiance. I don't know. I think maybe my passion my assumption love. about love might be different. I think I think we all say the word love, and I don't think any of us mean it the same way. So I, 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 I might be misunderstanding actually the wow. way. because well, I don't I don't I don't think of Matt. I don't think of you as somebody who's like you're not dying on a hill. I mean, you're not. Uh, I mean, I'm not a jingoist. It's not like. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you're also not, not like Bill Hicks, which was like, uh, what? I have the unenviable uh, position of being for the war, but against the troops. <laughs> I mean, these fucking Beatles, uh, <laughs> these are knights in the Queen's army. They love their country. Right. Okay. Right. <sighs> okay. All right. Actually, I'm, a, I'm kind of also imagine I'm the John Lennon. Imagine, imagine there's no country. I I love that line in the. Well, there you the, go. But take but, the boundary lines out. I love that in Forrest Gump, man. You ever see that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Forrest I never, Gump! I never a, saw that. What is that movie? <laughs> Come on, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Listen, Look, I, I, what are we getting at here? Let's talk crypto then. I don't want to have this philosophical debate's never going to end. But I would. Well, like to this talk is about, actually uh, crypto overlays on con- discussion. It of does. Country. It does. There's I agree completely. Country base. I completely agree with you. You're right. There is a, well, a connection here. Because crypto, this is I. I listened to somebody the other day, and they made a really good point to me about the fact that. Why would the United States ever allow a cryptocurrency to rival their own currency? They're going to outlaw it eventually because they wouldn't let that happen, right? So yeah, that's a good that, point. That's yeah. Right? Doesn't that no. make total sense yeah. in the end if they have the ability to do so? Yeah. Why the fuck would they let you be doing this? Right. You, you shouldn't have fifty thousand dollars sitting in. And who's going to stop? Right. Who's going to stop them? Yeah. Does cryptocurrency have any value if not valued against the U.S. dollar? Yes, it does. Because it's international, first off, it, it's just it, it is an international. So is the US decentralized dollar. is the key word here. It's decentralized. That's the key aspect of all cryptos, really. That no one person or government or entity controls any of it. Right. It's not that. Oh God. I, but but I dude, still. And we've already I talked about this. I don't know anything it. about finance. This is like even worse. This is like the fucking mega. This we can is keep like it simple. We can mega keep it load simple. of shit that I don't understand. But does cryptocurrency try like imagine the United States is nuked off the face of the planet tomorrow? OK, we'd all be dead. Yes. But imagine that it is completely localized to the United States and that our oh my God. and that our uh, monetary system, our uh, the Fed and all that doesn't exist anymore. And the U.S. dollar doesn't exist anymore. OK. Will people will trading in cryptocurrency be possible if not valued in terms of the U.S. dollar? Yes, absolutely. It will. The dollar fiat currency is just a way for people to connect Bitcoin to their current lives. But there will be a point down the road where crypto just goes beyond fiat currency like the dollar or the yen or the euro that won't matter because <laughs> when crypto you, itself the dollar the yen or the euro mike as a Bitcoin and, and when we start speaking esperanto then we can start <laughs> uh, then we can start with the true fiat currency as a bitcoin holder do you ever think about things in terms of value in terms of bitcoin or do you always translate it to the u.s dollar i do you're right that's true i basically don't think hmm. about how i'll spend my bitcoin as a currency although i could but I don't. Right now, I look at it as an investment. Dude, black market but, trading. Well, it sucks when you only have Drops. one, and you're like, I've got one. Yeah, but <laughs> what is, yeah, but when one is worth fifty five thousand dollars, <laughs> see, that's why that's why it looks so interesting. And FOMO happens. It's just crypto. one. <laughs> yeah, one Bitcoin as of tonight is worth uh, what fifty six thousand dollars. It it tanked last week because Biden talked about the capital gains tax was going to skyrocket, which would actually affect a lot of non-rich people because this is crypto, right? Crypto is an asset. 
that can yeah. be bought and sold, as you just described, Matt. People look at it that way. So there are typical not rich Americans who would actually be impacted by the capital gains going from 21 to 39 percent. It would be a big deal. They're, they're only not rich it. because they haven't translated their crypto money into the U.S. dollar. <laughs> right. They Agreed. are rich. If you actually believe in crypto, they are rich. Agreed. Can you yeah. just can you. Mike, I've asked this before. How does this work? So can you just can you cash out now and yes. take your money and just go with it? Like, can you just right grab now, that cash? I could. There's a all you do is I go online and I sell it and, and somebody buys it. I don't know who it is. I don't care, but it's bought. And then I just I sold some Ethereum, which is the secondary crypto, the second most like well-known cryptocurrency, Ethereum. Mm -hmm. I sold it on Sunday because it was tanking. And I was worried about this shit. And as soon as I sold it, it's gone up like $500. But at any rate, I transferred it so from high, dude. Got... It's basic. I know. I transferred oh, it from... Oh, man, you, got it. you were shaking in your boots. No, 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 it's okay. I got three more oh, of those tokens. I have three more of those full tokens. So I'm still... It was can a win-win Hey, Mike, can I borrow an Ethereum token, please? Yeah, sure. I'll send one over can to I you. Borrow, I can. can I borrow one Ethereum token? Get a crypto wallet. I can send it your way. But the point being is that crypto... Wait, are you serious, dude? I'll totally do that. Okay, well, we'll talk off the air, but yes, I could sell it right now, and then I would get cash. And I sold that Ethereum on Sunday night on Coinbase, which just went on the exchange. They did IPO last week. Coinbase is now on the stock market on the exchange. Coinbase right. is the probably the biggest crypto exchange there is, and I got money in my account today. It came into my bank account, so it was real. It became real. No kidding. It wasn't a huge deal. Bananas. It was 16... <laughs> It was seven tenths of an Ethereum token. I sold it on Sunday, and today I got sixteen hundred dollars and fifty bucks in my account. So, wow, this is just—it's real. It can be real as you want it to be. I know, so it point, I know it is. I my know. point is, is you should have just held on to the true currency. No, that's right. <laughs> oh, the Wait true minute, currency. Much, yes, yeah. How yeah. much did it? How much did it cost when you bought? Like, so the one you just sold. What did you buy just, it at? In real uh, cash, like in the very beginning. Oh, I. I sold it for twenty two fifty, and I bought it for a thousand. So I made twelve fifty. So Matt, you're saying that he should have kept the one, he should have just kept the one thousand dollars in cold hard cash, put it into a CD or something, or a savings account. Dude, I like just don't. I don't, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I have no know. idea. But well, I feel like it's gambling. I feel like it is gambling. Makes money, everyone that makes money says you need to take risk. So. But all of the billionaires, you know, they say you got to be willing to lose it. I, it's look, like that it is literally how you approach a fucking craps table. It didn't seem <laughs> risky to me because I lucked out. <laughs> Last summer, I got a small inheritance from my step grandmother, and I just I had that money, so I invested it in crypto last summer, and now here we are. It was just. It didn't seem like a risk because the money was a gift to me. It's like I never had it in the first place, so I'm like, why not put it into this? And if it goes down, I'll will. get out. What's that? House, yeah, house, house money. money. Yeah, that's. I didn't feel like it was that big a risk, but I guess yeah, you walked in, you got some bonus tokens, and they said, uh, "Play whatever slot machine you want." <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Hey, I had the foresight to get in, so I guess I look smart yeah. there. But I'm like, I'm like you, Luke. What, what did Luke? Me and you are about as financially ignorant as we're very similar in our financial ignorance. Growing up and oh, like I'm, not I'm much more ignorant. No, no, we're we're equal. Trust me. We. I didn't even take economics in high school. I, I, it was not required to take it. It was very strange. You know, I didn't learn anything growing up about finance. I don't have it. The, the weird thing is, like, there are, there are things that I do understand. There are kind of, like, big, broad things that I understand. I do not understand the day-to-day -day of operating 
uh, money. Can't do it. And I think the only reason the thing like the stock market appeals to me is, first of all, one, I'm super impulsive. So it's very exciting to get in on something that's like <laughs> really moving because I love that's that. That's the hard that's, part. That's the very That really part, gets me is. going. Yeah, that really rubs yeah. my engine. So I enjoy crypto's that crypto the same as the stock market. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact <laughs> same format, saying. right? That's why I don't. Format. This is why I don't get involved because it's like I am way too impulsive for this shit. And then I'd probably be impulsive about like getting out too early too. I just wouldn't know yeah. how to ride it. And and uh, again, I always talk about buy-ins, but like you need money to buy in to stay capital. in. Yeah, exactly. You need money to stay in. You need you can buy in, in with five bucks. You can buy in five bucks right now on Coinbase. It says get yeah, but if you want to make like a retirement, but you, you make, need like, to a retirement put or something. a lot of yeah. fucking money into it. You need to have like $10,000 to get started on a real retirement uh, possibility most, or something. One of the most defeating things I, I've experienced in the last like uh, 25 years is like I, I was looking at I was looking at stocks and I was like, oh, my God, this this is a cool stock to invest in. I had all these ideas and I was like looking into stuff. And then I realized, oh, I, I can only really afford to put like $45 into the market. <laughs> I couldn't even buy a single share. I couldn't buy a single share this of anything I was looking at. Crock of shit. Look, but if you don't have the though, if you don't have the capital, you can't you you don't belong. And, you're right. But yeah. let, I want to talk real quickly about Matt's overall point about the currency of American dollars translating to Bitcoin currency. Where I'm concerned at is this inflation. That I, I mentioned earlier in the week. I want to talk about inflation. Oh yeah, yeah. If inflation happens and. I just don't know how it doesn't happen because we have all of the historical examples to show us this. Like, there's like 10 of them, like legit, and, and modern ones, you know, Venezuela, other examples. Yes, they weren't superpowers, quote unquote, which gets into a whole another debate about the United States yeah. is unique because it's in this position because the yeah, they world print their currency. Own money. Too big to fail. Yeah, too big to fail. Is, the world currency. You know, is China going to let the United States fail because they have like $3 trillion of our money? You know, we owe I them think, $3 I trillion. I think the answer is no, but yeah. Yes, right. You're right. So now that I think about it like that, I do start to question it. But my main concern is if you have Bitcoin and the currency of the U.S. dollar turns into a ra uh, radical inflation over the next year or two where it's crazy and the value of the dollar is worth like what the Deutschmark was or whatever fuck it was called back near the Weimar Republic. They were, called, they were called tulips and tulips. they were worth oh. like uh, $75,000 a tulip. <laughs> wow, holy shit. Okay, well. Yeah, that, that happens. You know, that happens. If you're holding a cryptocurrency, you'll actually be at an advantage because the US dollar will be much, much, much less valuable. But if you're looking at it as an asset, then it'll be even more valuable because the US dollar will be so worthless. It's it's weird. It's a really fucking strange thing to yeah, start to understand what inflation me. means. Lost me inflation, immediately. Right. Doesn't inflation mean higher prices? Inflation, uh, I think the, the US dollar and other currencies are valued on the, there's like economists have a bundle of goods, like basic goods. And yeah. what does $1, what amount of that bundle of goods does $1 which is represented Purchase. by the consumer price index generally. Yes. Right? So like that includes like a loaf of bread, a gallon of oil, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a, a gallon of milk, whatever they yeah. are. They're commodities and things that, that's they're part of the bundle of goods. And I think what's really oh sorry. It's, it's right. uh, basically it's just the purchasing power of your dollar. So like how far does yeah. a dollar go and does it exceed the pace of X percent per year? 
which but all prices being up is a huge red flag of inflation like all you know all the prices you just mentioned of all those goods right i i, I personally and i'm this is totally anecdotal i've sure. not noticed an increase in prices on basic Correct. goods i purchase oil has continued to be low we produce Gas a lot is of up domestic gas low. is up uh but people aren't driving so it doesn't really matter right now I see people um, drive every day, <laughs> everywhere. People are not driving to the extent they were pre-pandemic. That's for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, here's here's Michigan's built on the I fucking car, seem, so we're not. Yeah, you know. yeah. I, I can't seem to resolve this. Interest this, rates this are is, low. This is how this. That's the other thing. Interest yeah. rates. Yeah. Well, that is that is one of the indicators, and this is this is something that I, I can't I can't square this circle but the way it seems to me is that there are well there are so many people there are so many people that are so just just so proper fucked in this uh, in this economy as it is that as let's say let's say we introduced uh, UBI right now uh, like the burning plan and it was month it was monthly payments until this pandemic was over Still, the concern for inflation, of course, that's going to come from the right. They're going to be the ones that like sound that bell the most. But people on the left uh, don't sound that bell as much. It's less of a concern on the left because I think there's an awareness that there's such a there is such a deprecation of buying power, and there's such a deficit right now that needs to be filled with cash like just a big hole if you just look at poverty like just a big just a big hole in a ravine that needs to be filled with cash in order for inflation to actually start to happen it, it doesn't you can't raise prices if people are still barely getting by even after you give them you know sixteen hundred dollar checks which are but supposed to will. be two thousand you know, but that, that's the thing. It, it would have to be everybody getting to a point where now they are buying, they are routinely buying all these staples or whatever without still being behind. I think there are so many people in this country that are still so fucking far behind the eight ball that even pumping in uh, stimulus money doesn't actually create inflation. It doesn't create inflation until there's excess dollars. Well, they have, well, printed dollars, they've done that already. Like they've, the amount of printed currency from in the last 10 years has gone up many, many times over. So the pr printed currency has, but inflation has not. This is the thing. No, and not also, yet. I'm not saying it has. And also there's no, there are no economists that seem to agree on this shit. It is, it is the most mind boggling, uh, you know, thing in yeah. a lot in of people think we're in an experiment. I don't right know. Sh I don't know fucking anything. I admit that. And neither do I. I'm I'm like looking up inflation right now as we're talking. I still don't get it. I still don't get it. I have the way no Matt described it is the most clear way I've heard it in a while. I have no idea actually what it is. But the last, the last no Matt, last, Matt, you fantastic. Said it. Matt, you nailed it. You said page. it right. It's the rise in the price of commodity and goods. That's yes. what it is. Yeah. You nailed it. But the last time it happened really was like what Here? Jimmy Carter. Yes, he was in the yeah. early eighties. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and Honestly, my suspicion on that is that the world caught up to America a lot in that period. Like you had new markets emerging. The, the Americas were not producing goods like they were in the 60s and 50s. This relates to the census conversation that I wanted to talk about, how Michigan oh. is like losing 
its share of the United States population. Oh, man. Because yeah. Texas is growing. Texas That's is so the bad. reason that Texas. Michigan's dead. <laughs> well done. Uh, that is so fetched. Texas is just too attractive. Uh, too many Michiganders, really. It's all really Austin. Texas, Texas, grew, Texas grew by 3 million fucking people. It's Houston too. Houston's one of the biggest cities in the country now. Are yep. you serious? Texas yeah. is fourth. Three it's four million yeah. people in the last since the last census. Yeah, and Michigan uh, grew like two hundred thousand. That's so. shocking. It did. So is, is Michigan shocking. up to nine hundred thousand? Is it almost? We're like we're over ten million for the first time since nineteen eighty. Yeah. Michigan. Which, okay. Coincidentally, Michigan. I keep thinking of Detroit. Yeah. Which is when uh, Detroit probably lost population. I don't think they have local level. I don't think they have really local level data. Yeah, there's not a census. Yeah, yeah. Detroit could be below 600,000 people. I have no idea. This place is a dump. So 700,000 last I checked, and that was five years ago. I think it was, um, yeah. But the point being is that inflation is natural. It happens over time. Like 100 years ago, everything costs more now than it did, right? So it's a natural thing. But if it happens with the hyper word on it, in a radical amount of time, that's when the panic will start and you'll have run on shit everywhere. And we'll find out. We'll find out if we're uh, too big to fail or not. But as far as as far as the census goes, I don't, what is the census impact other than the changing of the seats? You know, Texas gained, what, three seats, Funding. five seats in the uh, house? The, the X number of people you get, the, the more money you get for, in funding. You know, I mean, that goes, that is state level down, that goes all the way down through like municipal level funding. Yeah, there, so federal funding gets, federal yeah. funding gets, when Detroit went under a million, they lost, uh, Matt, maybe you know this number. I don't know the like number. It was like a billion dollars in like infrastructure funding. It was just gone. Yeah, it, was it just it just disappeared. It just, yeah, but it just disappeared off the balance sheet. And, and people you. have calculated the amount one person costs a state. One person undercounted costs a How much does Matt cost the Michigan? I mean, oh, I, I said a, it's I said a billion of dollars. I, in I've got my numbers mixed up, but I, I was person. thinking of Detroit, I was thinking of Detroit, Detroit when that happened. When it went under a million, city, the city was, funding actually suffered big time. I don't I, know I if it was a billion, but it's it's amazing that we're talking about. Two thousand was the big push to be over one million people in Detroit. Two thousand <laughs> twenty twenty years ago, <laughs> and this now place we're is a dump. we've lost half our fucking population almost since then. Yeah, in this city, I've been part of the brain drain. I've come and gone, come and gone. <laughs> Yeah, did you guys feel no, like it's, it's not not your fault? It's a, did I did you, not fill yeah, out my census. Did. I did not. So, no, uh, Mike, Mike. Don't worry, I filled it out for you. Oh, but thanks. There, Luke. Thank there's you. I added you to my house. There's definitely an undercount this year because the census for the first time was conducted digitally. Um, previously there were you know it was yeah, a not to mention survey. not to mention they all the fucking fear mongering you know for immigrants and people who like were scared to fill it out yeah it was that, a trump that administration that like destroyed that destroyed the the willingness of people to actually yeah. fill it out by but the yes, way that, you're, that you're is, right i mean the that, digital thing is that different. is kind of a perennial problem by the way the census is always underfunded and it always is uh, it always is going to undercount people who do not speak English, who are not born mm-hmm. in the who are not native born citizens of the United States and who live in cities and and probably people of color, whatever people who are not of dominant groups, people of low trust. And so Absolutely. that counts against cities like Detroit. It counts against really all cities, which are diverse places. So cities are constantly being fucked over 
in our system. They're underrepresented in Congress. The Senate is the most underrepresentative body of any democratic institution, quote unquote, yep, democratic institution. The census is terrible. I'd rather defund the Senate than the, than the police at this point. <laughs> of course, <laughs> seriously, of course. No, seriously, why is that Senate not is, a fucking rallying cry? Why is that not a rallying cry? The Senate is actually stopping things uh, <laughs> that the house passes from like, it's, it's awful. It's fucking awful. People talk about presidents. I've said this. It's, Montana, Montana, which is a state that has fewer people than the going city on of Detroit. The Montana has fewer people than the city of Detroit, and it has two senators. Fuck Michigan has two senators. Montana. Canada or uh, uh, California, a uh, 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 state of how many million people? Thirty million people. Uh, a mm-hmm. fucking shitload of people. I don't know. If, I don't know actually how many people live in in California. It's a lot of people. Nobody cares. Uh, they Seven, only have two senators. Seven hundred. Well, how many millions? I, th- I think thirty million, maybe more. That's a yeah. That sounds about right. Hold on, I can look this up right now. Yeah, why internet. is everyone guessing when you could just be told the truth? Yeah, I got internet. I got internet right here. Yeah. Oh. Forty million residents in twenty twenty one. Damn it, Mike! It's thirty nine point five five seven million. Sorry, Mike. I got thirty nine point nine, Luke. That's what I got. Sorry. It's a lot of people, oh, and they still he's lost. He's right. He's right. Twenty twenty one. They still lost a house seat uh, because Texas no, is growing more in Florida as well. So no, what's the point of all this then? The funding—that's what we care about. I mean, funding, funding doesn't affect representation. Funding's a joke, anyways. The other thing is, like, regardless of of the number of seats you have, every seat is going to be withdrawn, redrawn because uh, exactly. Because population is shifting within states as well. So like areas like um, northern Oakland County in Michigan are going to have more representation uh, than places like Detroit because they're gaining population, at, whereas Detroit is losing population. Yeah. And who redraws the maps? Uh, well, this is where we... Depressing. It is depressing, but it's, this is actually a bright spot in Michigan. We have an independent citizens redistricting council, which is a mm-hmm. nonpartisan entity. It is uh, because we voted for this couple years ago. We voted for this. Yeah, we did. And it fucking it murdered it murdered on the uh, ballot. Yeah, and and you and I could have applied to be a part of this, and then and then the people who ultimately were part of it were randomly selected from the people who applied. And appointed to this commission, so it really it kind of is democratic. Wow! And we'll see what they produce, and then the house uh, or the the state legislature will have to uh, bless whatever they recommend. But because the Michigan, I think the Michigan Constitution changed because of this uh, vote, we it's actually amended. may have we may have fairer districts. We actually may, despite losing a congressional seat, us people of. Uh, left of center disposition mm-hmm. may have a better may have better representation in congress because of this di- redistricting redistricting council despite michigan going from 14 to 13 representatives in congress how many people we got dustin Whitgees, democrat richard weiss nonpartisan aaron wagner republican janice Vallette, nonpartisan rebecca says nonpartisan M.C. Rothhorn, what a great fucking yeah. name. M.C. Rothhorn, Democrat. Dude, I'm hoping that guy's not terrible. I really want to. <laughs> I really want to love that guy. Yeah, MC me too. He's a fucking, he's a Democrat. Was it so Rathbone? 
MC Rothhorn. MC Rothhorn. And then Cynthia Orton, Republican. Brittany Kellum, Democrat. Stephen Terry Lett, neutral party. Rhonda Lang, Republican. Anthony Ide, neutral. Juanita Curry, Democrat. Okay. And right. lastly, lastly, Douglas Clark, Republican. This so we got a good much. balance of on surface much, level. You got a balance on surface level of supposedly neutral parties and then partisan people. So that's promising, but I'll be these really the, curious to see how people, this plays out. Yeah. 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 It's something to keep I, I would like I would literally just like to see the map, the the gerrymandered map, and then just see like the new one. That's all I want to see. I just want to see like the, oh, the gerrymandered map is terrible. I mean, the fact that Oh, I mean, I just want to I just want to see it left to right, like left side, right side, and just be done with it. it I don't think there's anything else that needs to be discussed here. I mean, this like, really is democratic, Matt. You're right. You can look at their each one of these people's applications is online here. This is fantastic. Wow. Yeah, it's got their date of birth, their race, their uh, sex, their address. Uh, this is wild. This is all online here on the Michigan website, Michigan.gov. It's fucking awesome. People... Wow. Uh, this guy's from Washtenaw. Dustin Wichlitz is from Washtenaw County. So there you go. Matt, uh, is, is it time for us to all just like start running for political office? Yeah, I wonder about that. Like, I mean, come on. Overcome our nine backgrounds? Yeah, I mean, I see her. I complain about it all the time. I mean, at some point, I'm going to have to like put up or shut up. Does I'm it gonna cost have money, to, I'm going to have to run and lose. That's Doesn't it cost money? Always my problem. Uh, there are certain filing fees. I mean, Mike Duggan did not file well, 500 bucks finance, or something. Uh, Reports oh. in also, also filing, the filing Luke, fees. Luke, I'll them. fund your campaign, Luke, with my crypto. Yeah, with a Bitcoin. Yeah, send me an Ethereum. Send me an Ethereum, Look, uh, uh, Ethereum or Ethereum, whatever it's called. Luke's got guess. the face for it, man. Luke could be a politician for sure. You, you could Luke's run face. for less than a thousand bucks, and and uh, well, well, I'll say I'd say I would less need, than five hundred bucks. I would need you guys behind me, just being I, like just pulling the strings. I bet for less than five hundred. Especially Matt. You could run for an office that uh, you would cover all your filing fees and all that for less than yeah. five hundred bucks. Maybe oh, I'll yeah, try yeah. No, the, the Maybe actual I'll try filing once. fees, the actual filing fees are entirely minimal. If if you actually feel dedicated to public service, if you use five hundred dollars as an excuse to not run, that's a you're a <laughs> okay. joke. Yeah, but you, wait, real quick, real quick. The one thing that prevents me from running is that I'm always on the move. If people are like locked into their towns and they've been there for a long, long time, dude, they should dude, be running. Too much, dirt, too much dirt on you. Wait, the uh, best you can do, the best you can do is uh, you can be you can be Gus and uh, <laughs> in in Hearts War. What was that called? What was that oh movie God. called? Yeah, the anyway. the Sorkin movie. Mike, depending yeah, where no, you you're live. Philip Seymour Hoffman, you're Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie. You're the guy that's got all Mar the yeah, Ides of March. He's talking about Ides of March. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about Ides of March. I'm talking about um, Hearts. Well, what the hell is it called? Get back to us on that, Luke. What's your point, Matt? Oh, I just, it <laughs> depends on where you live and what you're running for. I mean, Detroit has <laughs> rules where you have to be a Charlie resident Wilson. for a full year to be a member oh, of of city council or or a or run for mayor. But other places don't have that. You just probably have to just be a registered voter in that district and you could run. So if but, you're running for a Livonia yeah. mayor, man, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you're registered to vote and you file on time. Right. Right. Dude, that's the, hilarious. I could use my background. requirements are minimal. I actually grew up here for seven years. I could use that to my advantage. I grew up in Livonia. This is my it's hometown. You can, but the thing is, all you have to be is dedicated currently to the people that live there. You do Dude, not have to have a history there. I, to be relevant and to give a shit. 
Look up the All results. All you have to do is care about people. Look up how many votes the last guy or woman to your office won to win that office. I bet you it's less than 2,000. So you would have to just convince 2,000 people to vote you into that office. It would require an effort. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I feel like it would be – it's one of those things. I feel like it would be easy. Mike, you're you're out, man. I mean, there's nothing you can do. No, I'll be honest. You've interfaced. I can use the opioid crisis to my advantage, Luke. I can. It is true. Actually, actually – you might be right. Uh, you yeah. know, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, that is your that's your Thor's hammer. I just that is your, that is your best weapon. I just no, Google you this. own it. You own it. You have never, you have never, ever, ever steered away from your own failings. Okay, you have complete, and I don't call it a failing. I'm, I don't. No, I, don't I know. Need I know. It to be a failing. Hometown life story from April 26, twenty twenty one. I think you actually could do it. Seven running for four Livonia city council seats. You would just have to get more votes than three people. God, that sounds. Or, you make it sound so realistic. Or you could fucking win. Or you have to find eight doses of arsenic, like good strong arsenic. <laughs> and then you could, then you run unopposed. Matt is good at his job because he makes it sound so like reasonable. All of a sudden, it sounds so. Anyone viable. can do it. It just requires doing it. You just That's have to try. Doing. You're now, good, you're right. Uh, it, in places like Detroit, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit. Um, but Machine. even my district, it's not that hard. Look, Anyone you know what? Win. Yeah. You just got to put the work in. I think the number one thing that turns people off from ever trying is, unfortunately, politics generally, whether it's fair or not, politics has this, um, I don't know, scripter that you do have to speak publicly to a lot of people regardless of office. Like, it's always implied in politics. Even if it's not for every type of office, people who don't want to speak to a lot of people, they'll never ever even consider it because they'll think of that initially as like a turnoff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, in a weird way, in a weird way, we're, we're just old enough where we don't have this goddamn terrible track record of social media. Yeah, you're right. I've thought about that. We are, we are, we are so lucky that we were right at that moment because, oh my God, I can't even imagine the dumb shit. Oh yeah, yeah, it would be. That would be part. Like, there's already plenty of dumb shit that I'm already like embarrassed about. But like, can you? I wouldn't even be doing this podcast right now. Can you imagine? No, you'd have to do a podcast that would basically be called Wipeout, and then would be like your whole (laughs) life. Just in social media photos. Well, just me apologizing for half an hour every episode. No, okay. no, it'd be Sorry. it'd be it, it, the way to make that podcast successful would be you saying, uh, "I'm not sorry. This was fucking awesome. I really loved oh, it." Oh, okay, own it. Yeah, that's different tactic. But <laughs> I mean, you, we yeah. were we were in our 20s when MySpace came about, and there was probably yeah. some mistakes there. But apparently, MySpace was just like wiped away from the earth because you can't they, find people. People would have to really go that's deep fun. into the wayback machine to find that. Oh, no. yeah, you can really find hard. you can find it though, but you Mike, do you remember? Do you remember this? Do you remember this moment? Like, so it was on MySpace. Uh, we were at a we were at a part whatever. We we're at a party. I was smoking a joint, and then somebody took a picture, and uh, somebody posted it on my MySpace page. Oh, and I shit. was like, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I, I think I want to get because. Uh, it's not it's not like the the smoking weed part it's like the, the like holding the joint and like hitting it you know the way you look you just look gross yeah. everybody looks disgusting when they do that and uh and i was like 
applying this for mid-2000s jobs. At the, too. I was applying for a job at the fucking DA's office in Brooklyn. <laughs> and and I didn't realize that that was on my page. Somebody else uh-huh. had put it up there. And then as I I like applied for it, uh, somebody, I can't even, it might've been you, might've been my ex-girlfriend said like, have you checked your MySpace? And I was like, what? I didn't realize this was a thing. So I checked my MySpace, saw the fucking picture of me with the goddamn joint. And I had to like message my friend. I had to message my friend and be like, dude, can you please take this down? I'm applying for a job at the DA's office. Good God, man. That's not as bad. Yeah. Bad. It's bad, but it's not as bad as that girl who posted my dick on Facebook. That's worse. Ooh. <laughs> I got him. I totally got him. Look at that. He could not get... I got Luke mid-drink on that one. Sorry, Luke. It's a true story, but... All right. I think I think we should end it on that one. <laughs> Perfect ending, I would say. What should we close the show with, by the way? What, what's the song of choice? What are you feeling, Matt? Oh, Last man. week we did replacements, I think. You fucking jack. Oh, Luke, is- Luke, your pick, man. Luke, what would you like to close um, the show with? Does it need to be chill? Up, down, doesn't matter. Look at you. Just be suicide. Uh, uh, suicide. Suicide pod. Suicide pod. Uh, uh, suicide pod? The band suicide? What's it called? No, 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 no. Van the pod? What's it called? Suicide machine? Yeah, Hum, the suicide machine? Yeah. Call the suicide machine? Oh, the pod. Throw me stars, man. Put stars on there. Oh, just a classic standard issue. Oh, yeah. Classic standard issue. I love it. I still love that song. Well, it was a great 90s rock song. It was, you know, it was in a Cadillac commercial a couple years ago. That's right. Our friend had a hand in that. Oh, really? Someone you know? Janicek did. Oh, well, that's cool. I actually. Yeah. Well, he was somehow part of it. He was somehow part of it. I I don't exactly know what his role was. It's good to know that people like him are in the uh, marketing world that can hopefully exploit really good art. (laughs) I'm going to buy Cadillac (laughs) later on. Yeah, you you should. Our friend bought a Cadillac. Remember when Dave bought a Cadillac, Luke? (laughs) Oh, my God. That didn't last. My God, my God. It was a it was a phase. As an American patriot, if I ever get rich, I'm buying a Cadillac. I'm not buying a fucking Mercedes. Goddamn right. Yeah. Fuck those (laughs) fucking crowds. My dad also worked for Cadillac for like 35 years, so you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Cadillac Um, made life happen in Flint. What about? uh, Can I ask you guys randomly? What? What about what about Metallica? Do we do we like Metallica? Do we hate Metallica? Because I'll jam, I'll jam I some still Metallica. love Metallica. Who doesn't um, love Metallica? Okay, I, heard a guy, I, just, I was driving I, yeah, on Gratiot Avenue this morning. I was going into the office, and a guy in a fucking Harley, a total weekend warrior type on a oh, Harley yeah. with a shiny <laughs> Harley, was oh, jamming yeah. like Master of Puppets really loud, and I was like, nice. kind of, I was like, oh Metallica, I'm kind of into that. I like that. <laughs> Dear monthly it. listeners, monthly listeners for Metallica. You, have you ever seen? Have you ever oh. seen the live uh, uh, Moscow concert in 1991? Ooh, wait. For, he what says you say, 45. 45 million? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with like uh, 11 million. Luke is much closer. 16.7 million. Much lower. 45 than I million thought. is a lot of people. I have, yeah, that's a that's lot. A lot. Of yeah, that's that's really that's really pushing it. But I, I appreciate to give ref- Let's get like Matt's head the most at. popular. Let's do the Kanye West to give us reference. Like somebody you would think would get like some of the most plays, right? Taylor Kanye Swift. West. Taylor Taylor Swift, okay, that's probably. a good one. Yeah. No, is she on, she's not on Spotify though. Isn't there like a war between her and Spotify? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Kanye West no has 35, 35 million monthly subscribers. So that gives you an idea of like somebody who's thirty-five million. Jesus yeah. 
Christ. Uh, it's a lot of people. That's <laughs> a lot of people. That's like it California. Is. That's like the population of California. Almost. Oh, that's a big oh. bitch. Taylor Swift's on here. She has 47 monthly million. 47 million. So you're right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's like big time. Getting 50 million assume, monthly listens is big time. I assume she would be number one, but then maybe there's a Beyonce or somebody that's like above that. I think that. Taylor Swift's bigger than Beyonce. I mean, my, my first instinct was to say that Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift blows Beyonce biggest. away. Blows her away. 33 million for Beyonce. Wait, who is close. the number? Who is the number one? Is I don't number know. One just, Taylor Swift? Well, I bet she's on high. our research. Yeah, I guess Taylor's I could look it like up. still releasing stuff all the time. I don't know if Beyonce's put anything out recently. Has she? Yeah, I think she's uh, just chilling. You know, her and uh, what's his name hanging out, smoking a bowl uh, in New York. BZ, <laughs> KZ, XZ, <laughs> NZ, DZ. You gotta, you gotta, we got to think about like relevant artists Sleazy. that are like hot and new, like a da baby or. Uh, are you fucking kidding me? Do you think I know anything that's hot and new? Actually, I, 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 uh, I, I, uh, the dude, the dude, uh, I thought we mentioned Taylor Swift already. One of the guys. Is she hot new? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did catch that one. I did catch that one. Uh, my, oh, I found uh, this guy's guy name. The other day. I the guy that I work with went out to LA and to shoot a video for the baby. Oh, he did. Hell yeah. yeah the baby's the like, shit. He, he worked on a video and this was like, uh, six months ago or whatever. And now I see the baby everywhere. The baby's Duh. huge, man. His song uh, "Shug," his song "Shug" was a big blow a couple years ago. It blew up "Shug" because it's about, it's about, about Shug Knight. Well, it has Shug like being like Shug, you know. That's the hook. You want to be like Shug Knight. It's not like yeah, a biography. Yeah, you don't want to be want to be a criminal that uh, <laughs> you know pretty much murdered two people and got away with it. <laughs> I don't think he's in jail still. I mean, he's not getting away with anything, is he? I don't think he was. I don't think he was convicted for that, though. I have no idea. Murder was the back, case I'm, that I'm they gave this dog. I'm backing out of I'm, this conversation. I actually don't know. <laughs> but we're closing out on stars. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's a safe pod at gmail.com. Scott, we missed you. Danny, be well. Here we go, Danny.